Ladies and gents, welcome to episode 38 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. Joining me in my virtual parlour of awesomeness, eating an Easter egg whilst I consume vast quantities of chocolate digestives, uh, is my good buddy and fellow 24-hour nonsense talker, the delightful Jenny. Hello! Hello! Hi, back! Don't wave at you, but you can't even see it. I was throwing up the bullhorn to rock and roll star, but you can't see that either. Nice, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) How is it hanging, darling? Well, where they normally do, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, this episode's going to be a weird one. (laughs) I can sense it already. Uh, but being a sensible lass that I am, it's hanging all right. Good. You know. That's what I like to hear about things hanging in all the right places. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hanging for you? Uh, yeah, not too shabby, she says. Don't really want to go into the whole mess that has been my brain of late. Long story short uh, is I've started having panic attacks at work because that's what I needed. That's really what I needed. Uh, uh, yeah, they're pretty terrible. But the worst part is, is it's not actually brought on by the work uh, so much as it is by other people being arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Just so many arseholes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is yeah. Stacey's Let's Rant About Where We Were. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit could go on a while. I was going to say, I could genuinely do a whole episode on that, but I won't because no. I still want to keep my job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd quite like to keep mine at the moment. So. <laughs> Jobs are pretty hard to come by and I, f- I should feel like I'm quite lucky. It's well, to be- yeah. But I will yeah. say, to be fair, I am actually really good at my job and like 90% of people don't annoy me. It's just the ones that do annoy me to such an extent that lately I've wanted to like... Punch them? Yeah, really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly in the knackers, even if it's a woman. <laughs> Just a swift cunt punt. Yeah. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the first tea bomb of the night. <laughs> that, that'll be the name of this episode. Don't. <laughs> That'd be a good band name, though, Jenny Newman and the Cunt Punt. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad, actually. I like it. It's got a ring yeah. to it. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about some pop culture and that in it. Yeah. Should, we, should we do that shit, like? Shall we? Like, let's get it on. Normally, I'm all nice and I'm like, ooh, guest, you pick the first thing to talk about. But I'm pretty sure like a hefty proportion of this episode will be both of us going, OMG, oh, devil. Oh, devil. Oh, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm just going to oh, rub my, my thighs. 
So, like, before we even start, guys, we have watched all 13 episodes of Daredevil. If you yeah, don't want spoilers, because I can't remember what bits come where, so I am going to be really, like, sporadic Spoilific. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be dotting about between episodes, spoiling the living shit out of it. So if you haven't watched Daredevil, why the fuck not? Go and do that now. I don't even mind that you'd have to stop listening to this to do it. Just go and do it. Do yourself a favour, put it in your eyes, come back, then listen to us squee about it. Because it's fucking awesome. Isn't it, though? Holy oh. effing pants. I... Okay, I will, oh, I will let you go first. Go on, what did... Okay, so how did you feel about... So it's only been out, like, what, like, just over a week, is it? It's been over a week and I've watched it every single night and I have to watch at least two episodes. I find it hard to stop at one and the only reason I stop at one is because I'm falling asleep and I'm dropping my iPad. Yeah, I've got to say, like, I've I've watched the whole thing and I've also watched the first four or five episodes again because I forced my mum to watch them when she came to last <laughs> But what was brilliant was I was like, I'll put on episode one, see how you feel. And afterwards I was like, what do you want to do now? And she was like, episode two? i've put it on my mum and dad's uh list of things to watch on netflix as well because they share my account now and dad will love it mum will be like "Ooh, i don't know but dad dad will love it and i'll watch it with him again absolutely oh god yeah it's so good i tell you what like one of the biggest things i loved about it is that charlie cox is super handsome no um (laughs) i mean he is but that's not he is i'm I'm making a joke (laughs) um no, Taking a moment. He, he really is. Though. There are very few guys in this world, because like, one of my favourite things about Pete, I'm going off on a tangent now, I will come back to what my actual favourite thing in the show is, um, but like, I've got a thing about eyes. Like, I am very attracted to people's eyes. And the fact that, for the most part of this show, <laughs> dude's eyes are behind some glasses or a mask, and I'm still just like, God, God damn, look at that chin. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> like, it is fit. He is fit. He's so back on my list. He was on my list when he was in Stardust and then he wafted off the list because he sort of disappeared and I never paid any attention to him. He is fucking practically at number one now. And the only reason he's not at number one is because Ryan Reynolds has just started filming Deadpool and he's like putting pictures all over Twitter and stuff and I'm just like, (laughs) Hamina. He's got good designer stubble, hasn't he? Oh, my God. Yeah. Hold on, which one are we talking about? Daredevil, I mean. <laughs> Charlie Cox. Is, yeah, oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. He's so handsome. Yeah, take a moment. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so one of my actual favourite things about this show is the fact that, like, I know people whinge about the DC thing, movies and stuff being dark and a bit mm. grim and blah de blah and I, the darkness about DC is not what bothers me about it. It's the fact that there is literally no light to counterbalance it. Yeah. And this and is that's... what I loved about Daredevil is that yeah. it's a lot darker than most of the Marvel stuff that's out there at the moment. Yeah. But there's still like really funny bits and really yeah. sweet bits and really like interesting bits. It's not all just like everything's sad. My parents are dead. <laughs> like, you know, and I've it's... got a really husky voice. I'm going to kill you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I liked, but, but there was real character development as well. In a space of 13 episodes, you got a decent character development for most of the characters. How much do and you love Foggy? I love Foggy. I think he is brilliant. And that relationship between him and Matt and with Karen is so good and it's so natural. It doesn't feel forced ever. The episode where they do the flashback to them at college oh, yeah. is just the cutest thing. They're just like, oh, I just want to give them both a big old hug and a kiss. And 
dry hump Charlie Cox's leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Well, uh, like I um okay. So let's talk about it sensibly and stop rambling about how beautiful Charlie Cox's chin is. The flashbacks, though, is a thing I was going to touch on because, like, one of the reasons I've completely fallen off the arrow wagon lately is because the flashbacks tend to be lasting probably longer than the (laughs) present day stuff. (laughs) And a lot of them are either shit that nobody cares about or actually contradictory to previous flashbacks. Mm. They made sense in the first series because you wanted to know, like, how he got to the island, what happened on the island, how he became super arrow guy. Once that was finished, no one gave a shit, or at least I gave a shit. (laughs) Um, And so the flashbacks to me have just become like a really cumbersome, boring, boring, like nonsense part of that show that I've got no time for. But they use them a lot in Daredevil, but it was in such a way that it felt, A, completely relevant, Mm. and B, like they definitely don't overuse it. No, it's and they're not. I didn't. Well, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but it didn't feel like there was one in every episode. And when they were there, they were, you know, it's for good reason. Like with Fisk's dad, oof, and and all of that. I mean, that was just. I was not quite. Ex- I don't mind. I don't mind violence at all. But it's really. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable. It is. It makes you squirm, doesn't mm-hmm. it, in your seat when you're watching it? And that kid who played young Fisk was brilliant. Yeah, I gotta say, like Fisk was one who, uh, the first couple of times he appeared in it, I wasn't a hundred percent sold on Vincent. I want to say it's D'Onofrio, but I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, it's a weird name. Because I felt like he was playing Fisk, like a little bit of a big girl's blouse. Yeah. Um, like he seemed very like kind of like a pussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then yeah. episode four rolls around and he just like crushes a man's head in his car door and then i'm like what the fuck and then i gotta say like that that scene in episode i think it was the penultimate episode where he where he kills ben yuri i know i was i knew one of them was gonna get it my fucking heart man you know him him or karen but i thought that the guy yeah the guy plays fisk is just He's he an absolute the... badass in that scene, but yeah. he's so like the thing that the thing that gets me a bit. Sorry, I will stop talking over you in a minute. I'm just very excited. <laughs> the thing that that got me the most about the portrayal of Fisk is the fact that he doesn't actually seem to have any physical prowess. Mm. He's just big, and he will overpower you. Yeah, <laughs> like he's, he's a... just a brutal fucker of a guy. Yeah, he's a he's a brick shit house, and it's just brute force all the time. And but he seemed so unassuming, and then all of a sudden he snaps. Yeah, and um, like the casual way he just chats with Ben about what was going on and then it's like, were you on your own? And he was like, yeah, I was. And he was like, well, pff, I'm going to have to kill you then. Launch. And I was just like, oh my God. And it's like he just has mega tantrums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It? yeah. So there obviously is a rhyme and reason, but it doesn't feel like there's a rhyme or reason to it. And he just has a massive tantrum. And it's like the, the last fight with Daredevil, you know, he's just full on power smacking into him. And I'm just thinking, come on, Daredevil, use it against him. Use it against him. And he still beats the shit out of him. <laughs> like the fight sequences in this show like i need i should have looked up the whoever it was who choreographed them because i want to give like a legitimate round of applause to that person round of applause gold medal because holy crap can we talk about the end of episode two so there's a scene now i've read conflicting reports on the internet that this was a one take scene and then another report that said it actually has five edits in it and it's mostly when the camera turns around to face the other way so i don't know which is true but there's a scene that looks like it's one shot 
that takes place in a hallway. For anyone who hasn't seen it, who doesn't mind me spoiling the bejesus of it, Daredevil goes to... It's underneath a restaurant where the Russians are keeping kids that they, like, sell, <laughs> I think, mm. uh, which is a bit a bit rough uh, and he goes to rescue this one kid and basically sort of storms into a room the camera pans away from the door we hear a bit of a fight going down all of a sudden the door just like whoosh, off its hinges guy goes through it microwave goes through it and hits him on the head and then there's just an absolutely epic fight of it's like Daredevil and about, I think there must be about six or seven Russian guys. And the thing I absolutely loved the most about this scene, the fighting was absolutely perfect. But it was whenever there was a down moment in the fight, even if it was literally only seconds, because previously in that episode, Daredevil gets pretty badly hurt. Yeah. Whenever there's a spare second, you see him trying to rest. Like he'll lean up a wall, he'll have a little little bit of a flop. And I thought, God, that's fucking genius. Because most, most shows or films of this kind of like ilk would have him just perering through beating the shit out of everyone and not giving yeah. a fuck and it's like mate he lost so much blood earlier like he would be knackered um you know i don't care that he's got superhuman hearing and smelling and shit mm. like that doesn't mean he hasn't got any healing powers and i like the fact that they played up the fact that he's human yeah like no he obviously like can take a beating more than your average dude yeah but it was very clear that he was like hurt when he was hurt which I thought that's was what, Yeah, that's what I like about it. You get that kind of realism of, this is what it likes when you get punched in the face. It really <laughs> bloody hurts. And you're not going to get up straight away from it. Yeah. I mean, that was nice. He, he he did come across being disorientated when he gets smacked in the head. Yeah. A few times. As you would do. <laughs> you know, as you would do. I think there was, wasn't there a part in that, that corridor scene where he gets grabbed by one of the Russians and they both go flying through the opposite door. Yeah. And you hear a scuffle and then, daredevil stumbles back through and but it is the fighting's brilliant and, the, and i think the realism of it as much as it can be real is fantastic so so good mm. and people that think it isn't it's just they're mental <laughs> i don't think i've come across anybody <clears throat> who doesn't like it you know i don't think i've i've seen anybody who's watched it who hasn't liked it i've only seen one so far on my on my feet who's not liked it didn't surprise me Slightly. I don't know. I don't know if their their tune has changed now they've watched more of it. But uh, yeah. But otherwise, my feed, social feed, otherwise has been chocker full of how brilliant it is. You know, hands off. You know, to Marvel and to Netflix. Hats off to them. Oh god, yeah. I think the the thing that I really liked about it as well was they didn't shy away from the law side because mm. I, I said to Rich like that one of the reasons I love the Daredevil comic because it's probably one of the only comics aside from Deadpool and mm. uh, it's one of the only Marvel comics I've consistently read since I started reading comics in two thousand and five. Okay. Um, because it's I like the fact that there's there's a different side to Matt and he's not just this like, you know, mm. lean, mean fighting machine. He's actually like really smart and he, yeah. he's he got a legitimate job and he, you know, because <laughs> like it, as fun as it is to see, you know, Tony Stark wandering around being billionaire playboy, Tony Stark, it's like after yeah. a bit, it's like there's nothing really there. But court cases are actually really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, like, I kind of loved seeing all the, uh, like that that episode where he gives the, um, the speech about... Um, 
you know, facts and whether or not this guy was acting in self-defense and blah, blah, blah. And I was oh, just God. watching him and I was like, God, if you'd have been in, if you'd have been part of that trial that I was like doing jury service on, I'd have been like, whatever he said, yeah, it's the correct yeah. answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> dude was selling it. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And I have to give massive props to uh, Charlie Cox as well for not playing a blind guy too blind, if that makes any sort of sense. Yeah, I found that interesting and it makes you wonder... Because a lot of actors, obviously, they go out and do their research and, you know, they spend time with people, whether it's lawyers, police officers, you know, people with diseases and stuff. And he did do it brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Even the way he wouldn't always look at someone, you know, his his eyes would be off focus, if you like, and stuff like that. But it's just brilliant. Yeah. I think what got me was the fact that because, like... I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but when I've seen not blind people act blind before, it's very like hands out in front of them constantly trying to feel a wall. Yeah. Every time they try and sit down, they're like, where's the chair? Where's the chair? And it's like, that's, he's like, you can see every now and again, he'll put his hand out just to see like, oh, it, yep, there it is. But mm. it's, it's never like blind person fumbling around like a moron, which is, because that's yeah. not how blind people operate, you know, like obviously when, if you've had sight and you go blind, there will be a period where it's just completely disorientating. But, you know, he's been blind, I assume, for about 20 years because he says he was nine when he had the accident. I'm assuming he's about 30-ish. Yeah, he's he's, Um, he's 30s, yeah. So, you know, that he's been blind for well over 20 years. He wouldn't be stumbling around, like, fucking walking into everything and feeling out chairs and stuff before he's like you know it's every now and again he'll just he'll just reach out and touch them yeah and it's like it's really subtle and i liked that because mm. i can't yeah I, and i like the fact that they played down his radar sense a bit because i was concerned that that was going to come off weird um, yeah, because it looks weird in comics. I never like the look of it in comics. Because <laughs> it's always those little radar rings, isn't it? In yeah, the, the little like, like red, reddish, little ping rings. Lines. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I thought it was clever how they did it in the film, and they actually showed it as well from him as a kid. You know, all freaking him out. And wasn't Stick a bastard? Oh my god, I love Stick though. I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a bit of a git, uh, but he was. Tangent, but he was a git. Yeah. <laughs> But it was total badass. Mm. Actually, their their fight as well. All the fights, the fight he has oh. with Nobu is amazing. Yeah. And uh, poor bastard set on fire, but <laughs> <laughs> but ha ha. Uh. <laughs> oh god, honestly, I could probably talk about this all fucking day because yep. I don't think I don't think there was anything about it I didn't like. And there's more. There's questions I want answered. You know, I want to know more about Karen's background because I think there's a lot more to her than. Mm we've been told and like what's her family background and and the fact that she just she killed wesley wasn't it yeah. oh my god that, that i just oh i gotta say i was a bit sad about that because i really liked wesley <laughs> i thought he was a really good character i was pleased yeah. he got killed and thought it one of them was not going to walk out the room mm. and when he said do you honestly think i'd leave bullets in a gun i thought well you obviously did you took pillock so <laughs> 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 yeah, trying to throw her off. Yeah, and then but clearly you have. Yeah, and then bang, bang. But oh. But the reaction, like that, had to happen to get the reaction out of Fisk that we yeah, got, yeah. Uh, which was kind of amazing. Amazing, yeah. <sighs> Just I, I honestly can't. I think all the performances were really good. I was um because I I think Deborah Ann Wall is that how you pronounce her name? Question mark mm-hmm. was in True Blood. I want to say which okay. is a show that I don't know why I watched it for so long because it's basically <laughs> terrible uh, and she's pretty much garbage in it. So when she was announced, I was a bit like. Eh. Yeah. But shut up, Stace, and eat some words, because what the fuck do you know about life? <laughs> <laughs> Every 
time I get a bit concerned about somebody being something in something, I'm just like ending up having to put some salt on my words and have a scoff because I'm always fucking wrong. But then uh, sometimes it's their material they're given and the character. Oh yeah, I think True Blood is just bad. I think it's just it is, I don't yeah. think anybody could have pulled anything off in there because it's just, it's just bad. I didn't even watch it. I just wasn't that basically well, just soft porn for vampires and stuff or something. I, I mean, yeah, it was. But the problem with it for me was that the first series was actually quite good. The idea of vampires being outed because there's no synthetic blood they can have and seeing right. how they live with humans is pretty cool. But then in like the series is, is, is after that, we'd got fairies and werewolves <laughs> and uh, shapeshifters and angels and... Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Like no. just <laughs> every kind of sort of vaguely yeah. mythical slash occulty type creature, except mummies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like it is pretty much just... Is a ton of shit, but when I read the books, that's exactly how the books are as well. Oh, it's like you know how we had vampires last time, this time werewolves. Oh, this time where rabbits or like to fucking wear pigeon or something. Like ugh, it just became ridiculous. So the show was just like a mess after a while. The only good thing about it was that there was a guy in it. I don't know his actual name, but he the character he played was Russell, and he was absolutely brilliant. He's just like campy vampire villain mm-hmm. who would like tear people's throats out on television. It's <laughs> kind of amazing but yeah so i was a bit concerned about her but i do think she did a really good job yeah kind of wish she'd died instead of ben but then Mm. then there probably would have been a bit of a where are all your female characters Uh, (laughs) and of course you kill off the girl you know that would have been a a huge i mean the thing is karen page in the books is dead uh so it could happen yeah (laughs) i can't remember how she dies in the books though I've only yeah. I've, I've not read that much Daredevil. I remember going to my comic book store and saying to my chap there, I said, "Come on, Yoda, give me something new to read." And he gave me a four pack of Daredevil. <laughs> four pack that sounds wrong, but he gave me a four pack of Daredevil comics. It was like one of those Marvel gift starter packs. Yeah. And I thought it was brilliant, but I I didn't keep up with it. I think I've read a lot in trade. But when Comicsology just did that special, oh yeah, I just got the Bendis and. Did I get LS or something? Oh. I've got a, I've got a couple. They're only two ninety nine each, and I, uh, I've got myself those to read at some point. But I'm gonna have to read them sort of from the cloud because they're feckin' huge, <laughs> and they're taking forever to download onto my iPad. Oh dear. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. I mean, aside from there was like, I think I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. There was a very weird storyline in which he became the leader of the Hand, and it was odd, and nobody really seemed to know what to do with it, and then they just sort of stopped. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it was just a bit like, eh. Uh, but yeah. it's it's gotten it's gotten really good again. I really like it anyway. <laughs> Foggy's got cancer in it now. Oh, bloody hell! I know. It's like that episode of House where I found out Wilson was dying. I had a proper cry. I was like, no. <laughs> you should have what? seen the mess me and Stoyf were in when we watched that episode. Because I don't know if you've watched House no, or like. Oh, right. well, we were addicted to it. Like Stoyf would come over once a week, every week, to watch the new episode <laughs> of House. We'd have dinner and watch House. Not at the same time because there was quite often a lot of gross stuff going on in House. But there was an episode where like his best mate in the hospital, like you know the Watson to his Sherlock, um, yeah. basically turns around right at the very end of an episode where they were having a laugh and a joke together, and he's like, "Guess what? I've got like a stage three something or other." 
and uh, and Harris is just like, bah? And then the episode ends, me and stuff are just like, what's that? Look it up. Is it deadly? What's happening? So we did genuinely just start Googling it and we're like, oh no, there's no there's no coming back from this. Like, oh no. Like legit crying. We were emailing about it for like a week afterwards. Like what's going to, if, what if he's dead in the next episode? Like what if it cuts to the future and it's his funeral? We're getting ourselves really stressed out. Jeez. You're not in much luck with comics, really, with people getting sick or dying. No, I really haven't. Yeah. I still haven't got hold of... Because um, I, I don't know if it's out this week or next week, but the next issue of Turtles is coming out, and I'm like, if Donatello is actually dead, I might go on strike or something. No. <laughs> I understand si- it, though. <laughs> get signed off from work with depression. <laughs> <laughs> and just when this is, you flick through all the old issues. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, Donnie. But anyway, Daredevil. But yeah, Daredevil. <laughs> it's good though, isn't it? It is good. Oh. I'm so excited for the rest of the Defenders stuff if this is the calibre of thing we've got to look forward to. Because mm. um, yeah. I think, is it Jessica Jones that's going to be the next one? Yeah, okay. Jessica Jones is coming next. I think. Yeah, so I am excited for that so much. Like The the only thing is, like, I feel like I need to like really start paying attention because apparently there are so many easter eggs in the daredevil stuff um that i've just completely missed like a friend of mine emailed me today and he was like oh did you notice that in potter's uh you know the guy who makes the armor stuff for fisk and and daredevil uh, he's like did you notice in the back of his like workshop there's some stilts and i was like no and he was like what if stilt man's in it and i was like stilt man's a fucking thing the fuck is a stilt man (laughs) (laughs) is he a legit villain what (laughs) he was like yeah wouldn't that be cool i was like don't know who the fuck he is but i'm sure it would Sure, it would. With a name like that, I doubt it because he seems a bit laughable. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel I need to what again because there's there's bound to be so much missed mm. just by taking in the awesomeness of it all anyway. Yeah, and just being blown away by it. It's, it's like you watch a huge epic movie. You go back and watch it, and there's loads you will miss. So when I watch it again with Dad. I think that'll be the thing. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I did miss both times was the Stanley cameo in air quotes. Um, but, but the second time, I can't believe I missed it because I knew where I was supposed to be looking for it. As well. <laughs> I heard about it. Who was it? Someone said on my feed that they finally found him. It was after... Phil or Phil said yeah. in my feed. Yeah. But um, he's not at all like. It's not an actual physical him. It's like a picture of him oh, in okay. the police station. I think it's oh. like a photograph of like an old cop or so, like an ex-cop or something who'd been honoured or retired or something. And it's just like behind... Oh, damn it, I've forgotten his name. The oh, cop who they always bribe. The sergeant. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like behind him on a wall at some stage. And I was like, well, of course I'm not going to fucking notice that. So I'm busy going, ooh, plot. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh. Even when Fizz got away at the end... Well, we tried to get away at the end. And it's like, well, you're just completely blown your cover now then, haven't you? Everyone's going to know that you're a complete bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah, because when so he sort doing? of like, when he sort of flipped it and went to the media with all this, like, you know, being yeah. super nice and I'm going to rebuild this city and blah, 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 I was just like, <gasps> no, no, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> and then it's just, it, it, he's, it's nothing, well, you fucked yourself. There's no turning that around now. I'm pretty sure by that point, though, I think it was after Wesley got got, got, uh, that he was just like, I no longer give a shit. I am now purely a bastard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Oh, God. I'm so excited. I just want more of this, please. Mm, I was kind of hoping his girlfriend was going to get killed, to be honest. So so was I. But uh, 
that would be a bit harsh to the female characters in this show because there's only like the two of them really. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and Claire, I suppose. And yeah. Claire, but she's sort of she's practically cameo, isn't she? Yeah. Really, I think she's she's really good, but she's practically cameo. So, I mean, it was nice to see that sort of side of Fisk. But let's be honest, he's a fucking psycho. So, <laughs> it makes you wonder about a woman that falls in love with him. Yeah, I do think though, there's very definitely, and it's probably to do with, you know, the awful, awful childhood he had, that he's very protective of women. Yeah. And so he very, like, if he likes something like her, he's going to make her feel safe and loved and taken care of. And that's, like, what most girls are looking for. I mean, most of them are also not, you know, he is super rich and kind of, like, handsome in a weird way and he wears nice suits and stuff. Um, So, like, he's quite a good package if you take away this sort of maniacal, (laughs) um, crazy person who's going to blow up bits of town and things like decapitate you with a car door yeah you know the bowling ball (laughs) well the 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 thing what the thing that got me about the car door is like well and like the whole vanessa thing is that she obviously doesn't see that exceptionally brutal side of him because she wasn't there when he smashed that bloke's head to absolute smithereens um or when he killed ben but you know, she was there when he blew up. <laughs> he set <Yeah>. fire to... <laughs> he blew up and set fire to four separate places. And just because he claimed it was for the greater good, she was like, yeah, cool, right. when's dinner tomorrow then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what bottle of wine are we having now? Yeah, like, thanks, sweet. Let's do it. Like, if a dude did that for me, I was like, well, I am immediately leaving the country. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just going to slowly for walk that. backwards and exit <laughs> to the right. Yeah, I was just like, what uh... an <laughs> Nutter. Yeah. There's got to be something wrong with her, like past as well. If she's, yeah, if if that's the kind of behaviour she can accept. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a friend of mine said to me today that because she's been watching it with her uh, boyfriend, and uh, he he his theory at the moment is that Vanessa will be part of the next big bad in a new series, which. Mm-hmm. Kind of wouldn't surprise me. No, because she did seem like she was getting super pissed when he wasn't yeah. able to leave with her in the helicopter. Yeah. She might yeah. do. I wonder if she's anything in the comics. Because I'm <laughs> the problem with me is I only really started reading Daredevil in like 2005. So anything that happened before that, i.e. most stuff, <laughs> <laughs> I've got no concept of. <laughs> everything in history of Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much, like aside from Daredevil Yellow, uh, which yeah. is the only thing I've read, I think, prior to 2005, got like like no knowledge of yeah. i read a what if story once which was what if karen page hadn't died uh, okay. so i still don't know how she died because <laughs> i just and read a story where she didn't <laughs> yeah well but, what did you think of his costume i mean we you know, i really liked it but i do think netflix did a really fucking idiotic thing because when you select daredevil on the menu the picture in the background that you get is him in his costume standing on a roof looking down at you and yeah. i was just like really the thing that you you're gonna hold off on us until the last like 10 yeah. minutes of a 13 hour thing you're gonna just put on your fucking homepage. yeah are you mental i was, like, wait, I was 13 episodes i was waiting for that fucking costume to show up <laughs> I am, awesome. um, I, what i did really like was the evolution of his name because i like the fact that it wouldn't have made sense to call him dead devil straight off the way he was dressed and the way he was behaving but the fact that they kept referring to him like as the devil of hell's kitchen Kitchen. because a it's hell's kitchen and b it seemed like he was a bad guy and the fact that he then put the horns on the costume and then him leaping around led people to ah daredevil i liked that 
because I just think sometimes, like, as much as I love Cisco in Flash, the names he comes up with are just like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? You're like Michelangelo from Turtles, just look at something and go, I don't know, fish face, that'll do. Which is legitimately one of the characters in the Turtles, as named by Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that Foggy and Matt both took the piss out of it in the last episode as well. And Me Kara's too. like, no, I like it. Yeah, but it's really kind of stupid. Avocados <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that made me titter. <laughs> Bless them both. They're so oh. cute. Oh, and I've got to say, loving all the heads of the different crime oh, yeah. families. Like that, yeah. That, I tell you what I love. that. Um, is it is it Madam, Madam or Mistress Gow? Gow. Gow. She's fucking awesome. I love I the fact that... Yeah, I love the fact that like for the almost the whole series, you think she's like not really knowing what's going on. She doesn't really understand the English and stuff. She perfectly understands, and nobody knows that she can speak English. I, love, like, I thought that was played so thing. so brilliantly. Yeah, and she's like, what, "What languages do you know? Do you speak all of them?" <laughs> she was wonderful. I was just like, "Oh, she's one to watch. She'll have you yeah. scared of her now." <laughs> Tiny bit, yeah. Yeah, and the the guy that was in charge of all the money, who's Leland. Owsley, yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, I liked him a lot. I thought he was funny. Yeah. <laughs> you you wanted him to get slapped. He's a thing like, in the comics, isn't he? Wasn't he the owl? Was he? I don't know. I, I don't know. I take that back. I might be making it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But I thought he was great, and I almost thought he was going to get away. I, do you know, I, what I liked about him was that he was clearly scared of everybody, but he also said some stupid things sometimes. <laughs> like, I love the fact that sometimes he'd just be like, oh, yeah, because I'm going to disagree with you, aren't I, Fisk, who'll have me killed. Like, as he, You know, I'm just stood here watching somebody wash brains out of your car. Of course I'm going to fucking disagree with you, obviously. And I was just like, mate, you're going to get a slap in the head. I love it. You know, they're at the hospital with Vanessa and she's dying and he's like, I was holding a glass in my hand. Do I need to be checked? Yeah. Am I okay? Can someone check me? <laughs> Do you know, it was so obvious to me that he was one of the ones who'd sorted the poison out because yeah. the fact that he dropped his glass without doing anything and then kept making a scene like, oh no, what if I'm poisoned? I could be poisoned, so it's definitely not me. And it hadn't like, even occurred to me, I have to say. Oh, Did... really? I was yeah. like, dude, it was totally you. <laughs> Although I didn't suspect, like, it did it did throw me for a loop when they would said they were trying to aim to kill Vanessa. Yeah. Because I thought they were aiming for him for some reason, just to, like, I don't know, get him off the board kind of thing. But the fact that they were aiming for her because she was making him a massive pussy was just like, <laughs> that's brilliant. I mean, they oh. weren't far wrong either. I mean, she did, she basically did make him a bit of a pussy. Yeah, she did. Really, bit. really. I mean, come on. Yeah. It was disturbing, though, when you watched that whole scene where he's getting dressed in the morning, you know, and he's making his omelette, the weirdo, and then getting dressed, and his reflection being his younger self with blood-splattered face. Yeah, ugh, creepy. That was all kind of a bit shining for me. It's like, fucking hell. Pretty creepy. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. Yeah. I'm, like, at a loss for... I honestly could probably spend about three hours talking about this. Mm. So I'll just summarise it. It's good, yeah. Yeah, go really watch. Good. Bloody watch it. Good. My mum yeah. was just like, oh, I haven't got Netflix at home. What am I going to do now? Because she's watched like five episodes and that's it. See ya. <laughs> what did you say to her? We'll just download the app. Here's my password. <laughs> you can... <laughs> yeah, I probably should really because she, yeah. she was loving it. She's like really enjoying it. But my yeah. mum's cool like that. So, you know. Yeah, well, that helps. Yeah. That yeah. helps a lot. Uh, but she did also say that she thought Charlie Cox was super handsome in it, and I was like, hands off. <laughs> <laughs> You're my mum. That's not how this works. 
Step off, bitch. Cool your tits. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said to my mom. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> so, yes. let's roll on before we Shall do like we? An, a blow-by-blow, episode-by-episode <laughs> recount of how cool Daredevil was. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Willis? Oh, nice reference. I thought so. That was good. I liked that. Can I just, I have to say, I'm busting with excitement to see the new Avengers movie. Oh, and I'm, I'm seeing it on Friday. I'm Part so of d- me was like, shall I fucking just wait until next week to record? And then I thought, imagine giving yourself like two days to edit. That's not going to happen, you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm so jealous of our boys at Geek Syndicate. Ugh. And, and, and Ugh. as well, they've been and seen it. Bastards. I hate your face. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that um, Andy Ewington had seen it as well, and I messaged him, I left him a comment. I said, "So, without spoilers, is it worth the hype?" And he he thought he he felt it was. I was like, "I just I have to see it. The trailers are so good." Yeah, they are. And I love you know that bit in the trailer when they're all sort of jumping off in the air, to, about to attack. Yeah, it's like typical comic book poster scene. It looks like a double page spread. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so awesome. It's so cool. I want to see that film. So I might have to spend money I don't have to go and see it (laughs) as soon as it's out. I think you should. Like, I'm not normally one for opening weekend situations because we did it for The Dark Knight Rises and honestly I wanted to go on a homicidal rampage because that cinema was full of dicks. Full of dicks. (laughs) But me and Rich said there's like no way we can not watch Avengers this weekend because if we don't, A, it'll probably get spoiled and yeah. b i really want to see it. <laughs> so it's happening and a small part of it was filmed in norwich here in norwich they went to the sainsbury center at the university of east anglia oh i remember you saying because yeah. we were talking about it on the 24 hour one weren't we that's right and they they were i was so fucked off that i missed it but they were all here what the who, uh, girl i work with sophie and her boyfriend were there and they they watched them do some of the filming oh my god that's so cool yeah and her other half brendan he's like there's captain america <laughs> And I'm just thinking, you bastard. Why <laughs> yeah. can't they film Deadpool over here? I would oh. definitely stalk that set. <laughs> I've seen one or two of the photos for that, and it's just, yes. It looks so good. All the way, <sighs> yes. Because Deddy had a couple of guest spots in Secret Avengers, and that was fucking hilarious, especially with Hawkeye. <laughs> so it was so funny. I love him. I love him yeah. so much. I'm really excited. Like, I've taken this off topic, and we will go back. But, like, dead at. Uh, Daredevil. Look, I've got it on the brain. Deadpool. Because they start with D. <laughs> yeah, it's bamboozling me. Deadpool is like one of my super favourites. And um, I really like, I still haven't quite got the whole collection, but I've got an awful lot of the original like Deadpool run. And um, I was so excited when they've been announcing like who's going to be in it because it's like all characters from the original stuff. Like when they announced TJ Miller but didn't say who he was playing, I said to Rich, if he's not Weasel, they're fucking Mr. Trick. And Rich was like, oh, do you think they'll go back as far as like Weasel and that? Or do you think they'll do like a more recent kind of like, you know, he could be Bob Agent of Hydra. And I was like, no, because I want, I want old school Deadpool and it looks like I'm getting old school Deadpool and I'm really (laughs) fucking excited. (laughs) That picture he tweeted of, you know, the, the, uh, Burt Reynolds ripoff photo of him lounging on the uh, yeah. bare skin rug. Yeah. Oh my god, I almost did a sex way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so oh, brilliant. <laughs> good. So very good. It's just, anyway. it's funny. I'm so excited for Age of Ultron. K 
cannot wait. And yet I can wait and I'm so not phased and I almost completely forgot it was coming out. The Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. Rich and I watched the second trailer for that just last night and we both went... Eh. <laughs> um, it's marginally less boring of a trailer than the first trailer. Ah, but it, it, that margin's really fucking small. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it just doesn't look like an interesting film. It's like I watched the um the Batman versus Superman trailer the other day, and I know a lot of people who were originally not really into the idea of that film have now changed their opinions based on that trailer, which is absolutely fine. Like if you want to go and see it, fair enough. But I just I just watched that trailer and I just went, how do you make a film with Batman and mm. Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman in it? Looks yeah. so fucking dull. It does. Like, it, it looks like the kind of film where at the end someone slits their wrists and does a dead. Yeah. Like it's just so. Like... Thing is, I. I know I've watched it. I just can't quite remember what happened in the trailer for it. Well, which is not a good thing because I can almost remember frame for frame what's happening in the Avengers trailers, and I've seen nearly all of them. Yeah, like what gets me about the Batman versus Superman trailer is that. Sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze. <laughs> I thought you were just pausing for a dramatic for effect. dramatic effect. No, um, what got me about it was apparently there was some bits of Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor. Put my teeth in, fucking hell. Uh, he, he talks a bit in, in that trailer. And, oh, right. But the problem is, he's a disembodied voice. I don't know which one's his. <laughs> you know, there's like... Because the whole the trailer, as I remember it, is a bit of a grim and gritty background of something. Yeah. And then a lot of what seems like newsreaders talking yeah. about stuff and powers and, you know, just because he can do stuff, does that mean he should do stuff? And, like, all this blah, blah, blah. Apparently one of those is Lex Luthor. I had no fucking idea. And I was like, well, he should be, like, a fucking... I should be eyes on that guy, like, ooh, Lex Luthor. Like, <laughs> I should not be going, oh, was that Lex? Fuck. Oh, I didn't even notice. Aren't they just showing lots of kind of library footage, if you like, of Man of Steel? Yeah. Ooh, look at Superman wafting in the air. Yeah. Ooh, look at Superman, you know, punching a thing. Like, ooh, he's, he's, got, he's holding something that looks heavy. <laughs> 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 this is that track. And then Batman, for some reason, with light-up eyes going... I know. And then they're just staring at one another. Yeah, and then he says something along the lines of, Do you bleed? You will. And I was just like, I get. Do you know what though? The one good thing about that trailer is the fact that Batman sounds genuinely like he has a voice changer, which I like because the one one of the things that's always bothered me about Batman is that just by making your voice a little bit gravelly doesn't mean nobody's going to recognise that it's you. <laughs> like, if I did that down the phone to you, you'd be like, Stace, have you got a cold? Do you want yeah. me to get you some Benadryl or something? Like, just, just have a good cough, love. Go on. Yeah, it's like Arrow, it bothers me. And Flash, it bothers me even more because he does that weird vibrating thing to make his voice different. But it sounds exactly the fucking same. At least Daredevil didn't hide it. He didn't yeah. see it. He didn't seem to hide his voice, which I thought was kind of funny in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just, yeah, he was um, sensible, I think, because I think you either need to not hide your voice at all and just hope no one knows who you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, although you do work in, you know, courtrooms and criminals are quite potentially going to hear you. But anyway. Voice and recognise, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh... but, but yeah, you either need to go whole hog and proper voice changer it or yeah. like what I would love to do just to instill fear into the hearts of my enemies is is make like a kind of really high, like pinky and perky type voice. So you'd be like the crazy guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought yeah. that was terrifying. I'll be. That was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, but like of all the trailers, 
I'm still blatantly going to see Batman versus Superman. I'll Superman. go and see it because I'm intrigued. I want to see Wonder Woman on the big I screen. Do. I do. I really I'll, do. I have to see that and I have to see how they either A, fucked it up completely, or B, it's actually quite good. Yeah. It's, it's got to be one of those things. <gasps> but really. I, think, I think Fantastic Four is going to be one that I'm going to wait and see, you know, because I've got a lot of nerdy mates. I'm going to wait and see what they think first. Like, you know, yeah. it's worth going to see because I know a lot of people who are quite hyped to see it and a few people who are like, oh, I'll probably, I'll probably go. So, you know, if they go and they go, oh, actually, yeah, that's really worth it. Yeah. Fair enough. And I might give it a crack, but I think it's not something I'm going to spend my money on at the moment. No. Like, nothing has sold me on it at all. I think I'm I'm already sold on Star Wars. It's all kinds of yes. I Just... am in love with Ball Droid. I realise yeah. that's a <laughs> I'm calling it ball droid. I'm ball droid. I'll go with that. Ball droid. It's a ball droid. Just, yeah. They see me rolling. I love him. I mean, the memes that came across my Facebook feed where they just said, when nothing else mattered on the internet for a day. And it's true. Everything was Star Wars once that trailer came out. And I just, yes. <laughs> yes. I was trying really hard not to watch it for a while because I was like, I watch too many trailers and then I get into the films and I'm like, yeah, this is good. But, but all the best bits I've seen before yeah. kind of yeah. sucks. So I thought I'm not going to watch it. And then uh, Rich got back from his uh, stag weekend that he was on this weekend. And he was like, have you seen the Star Wars trailer? I went, no, I'm trying not to watch it. And he was like, fuck it, I'm watching it again. <laughs> 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 and put it on and I was like oh well I guess I'll yep this looks amazing because what was I was reading something about someone did a review of it and they were going on about here are my theories but they're probably completely wrong and they were talking about the voiceover that Luke was doing and they were talking about it if it's brand new but I'm like dude was pretty much his speech from Jedi. So, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck, man? Just <laughs> like the only thing I I got a bit concerned about with the trailer, and it may have just been me, was the fact that it looked like Han Solo was wearing the same outfit. And I was like, is he so happy that he's home because he can now have a fucking shower and change? <laughs> <laughs> like, what what are you it's doing like, in this? Do you, can, you just it, have thousands of that outfit, yeah. or what's going on? You can on? accept it from Chewie because that's how Chewie looks. I like the fact that Chewie doesn't look any older. I said to Rich, I feel like he should have some distinguished grey hairs in there, yeah. <laughs> he should be a little bit like a silver fox. I mean, Harrison Ford is, yeah. sort of, you know. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for it. It does look good. And yeah. I, I've got to say, like, I kind of like the fact that I'm so hyped for this because I feel like I missed out not being around when Star Wars first came out. <laughs> no, I'm exactly the same and because the prequels were shit. So. <laughs> See, when the prequels came out, I hadn't even seen Star Wars, like, episode four, really? five, and six. No, wait, one, two, and th- No, it is four, five, and six. That's four, five, and six, yeah. <sighs> Bamboozling my brain. Uh, yeah, I hadn't even seen those. So, like, by the time I got around to seeing the prequels, I was expecting absolutely nothing. So I don't think they're that bad, but I think it's because I set my bar really fucking low. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. When, when your bar is set so low, it's amazing how good shit seems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I went into that expecting absolute trash and I was like, do you know what? Some of it is garbage, but the fight scenes are okay. Yeah, yeah, they were. Like zipping around, kicking some ass. Yeah, we, we all liked Samuel L. Jackson's purple lightsaber. That was cool. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because yeah. I thought, for fuck's sake, Anakin, you you know, you're like the Black Knight from Spamalot. You've had every fucking appendage cut off. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, Jurassic World. I'm actually, I am quite excited for it. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most non-committal noise I've ever heard. Uh, I sort of might have seen 
no, I'm not really sure. <laughs> no, I've seen I've seen the trailer because uh, yeah. Rich watched that one again the other day because we've got a th- like Rich is subscribed to a few different um uh, channels on YouTube and one of them's like a, a trailers one and yeah. so we're we're constantly watching trailers pretty much when we're not watching TV shows and films we're just watching trailers for them and he put that one on the other day and like I'm excited but only to a certain extent because I feel like. <laughs> Even though they've thrown in the absolute delightfulness that is Chris Pratt, mm. and even though they're throwing in a dinosaur that seems like they've made, like, I don't know, a fucking real-life dragon zord. <laughs> like, cool. like, even though that's all really cool, I feel like... I've kind of seen, seen it, it all before. Like, yeah, and yeah. I feel like I've seen it a lot as well. Like, I know, yeah. I know there's only been three Jurassic Park movies, but it's like there's only so many times dinosaurs can try and eat your face that I'm that interested yeah. anymore. Because I have now just watched all of them because I I didn't really watch two and three I always thought they were shit was three the one with the phone in the belly of the dinosaur was that yes yeah yeah that was number three I think three was better than two two was the one that I ended up in the city wasn't it which was yes yeah Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) oh it is but like I think the problem for me was that Jurassic Park like the first Jurassic Park movie isn't that funny it's like a legitimate Oh, it's a proper not horror but like it's yeah. fucking terrifying yeah. dinosaurs will eat your face <laughs> so uh, but the second one was a bit more jokey and then I think the third one aside from the stupid mobile phone parts was actually better yeah but... I'd forgotten how much the first Jurassic Park was and even though I know it's a Spielberg movie but I'd forgotten how much like Jaws it was yeah it's very from... tense it's got a lot of moments yeah. where nothing's really going on but you are yeah. terrified still exactly it's from that opening scene just like in Jaws because in, in George, you get the opening scene where that skinny dipper is is killed, mm. and then you, I don't think you have another death for like another half hour or so. I might be wrong. It might no, be that sounds minutes, a bit right. And Jurassic Park is not it's not that far off from that kind of way of doing it. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I watched it again, and I still thought yes, CGI has moved on since, but they use a lot of animatronics as well. But it still looks stunning. Yeah, it does. And, it really holds up. And John Williams' score obviously helps because oh. the the oh, it's beautiful theme music and i do love listening to my movie scores as anyone on my facebook feed will know <laughs> yeah we're both a bit of uh, fiends you know, for that but um uh, i look i look forward to it I, I may not rush out straight away to go and watch yeah. it yeah I'd i like think that's how i feel about it yeah i but, oh yeah i think jurassic park movies are well worth seeing at the cinema because fucking dinosaurs man yeah you need that epic screen to uh, yeah. you know to appreciate the size of of the beastie yeah i think so that's yeah looking forward to there was something else that was into my mind and it's it's run away again fucker well trailer wise mm. i'm really looking forward to the remake of poltergeist which i watched the trailer for recently uh, oh, i haven't seen that yet oh sam rockwell's in it for a start which has Ooh. got me totally intrigued and then also there's a terrifying possessed clown doll uh, yeah exactly oh um yeah me too it looks like i remember watching poltergeist a really long time ago uh and i don't think i found it that scary this trailer makes it look pretty tits so i'm quite excited for that one i vaguely remember watching poltergeist i don't think i was that scared of it it's a bit like when i watched the exorcist for the first time when it got re-released here once it was all legal to watch again Mm -hmm. i did air quotes like you can see me doing it (laughs) um (laughs) and i remember i fell asleep watching it 
<laughs> I did, I couldn't get behind The Exorcist, and I think it's because it's very dated. Yes. Because um, I watched it when I was... Actually, me and a friend of mine, Gayla, watched it when we were about... I think we were about 16, 17. Her parents had gone away for the week, and so I went over to stay with Gayla to, like, house it. And we thought we were being well grown up because we, like, went shopping and made our own dinner, and we even caught a spider together, which was a bit of a procedure, <laughs> and it took a really fucking long time, and there was a lot of screaming, but we did it. And yeah. then we were like, shall we, shall we watch The Exorcist? And I'm like, Oh, 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 let's shit ourselves. That'll be funny. Um, <laughs> within about half an hour, we were both like, oh, this is shit. Because yeah. the effects don't stand up that well. The acting's a little bit cheese, delicious. Mm-hmm. And some of it was still cut. Like yeah. the crab walk down the stairs was still cut. And that stuff. scares the shit out of Richie's sister. She <laughs> hates that. And do you know what? That, that doesn't bother me so much. Yeah. Uh, so much as that, like the, the only bit that really bothered me and it wasn't that it scared me I just thought it was fucking weird was the bit where she's like fucking the cross and shouting yeah. things about you know sacrilegious stuff yeah. Yeah. I'm just like oh no thanks that's it's a like, child that's an actual child yeah Which... and there's all the, the mythos behind the filming of it as well and stuff that had happened and it's all a bit ugh yeah. whatever but... that vomit scene we were crying laughing it's so <laughs> green and custody looking oh it's, oh it's so fucking funny yeah. Uh, so yeah I wasn't sold on that but no but Pol- I'll have to look for the Poltergeist um, trailer then because I didn't realise they'd done it yeah it looks so creepy to... it looks yeah. creepy I'll have to look for that did you see that they're going to reboot or redo Flash Gordon I didn't but I will put my hand up and say and I know a lot of nerds will poke me in the eye for this I've never seen Flash Gordon haven't you no ah it's kind of, I mean, I've, I need to watch it again because I haven't watched it in years, even though it's on, it feels like it's on telly every other bank holiday. <laughs> it's like Sound of Music. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, I think of Flash Gordon. And in the other hand, I think Masters of the Universe. They're sort of like same of the cheese level. Do you know, I, I wondered about this because Masters of the Universe is a film that I will gladly watch, even though I know it's terrible. Yeah. And it's purely because of rose-tinted nostalgia glasses. Yeah. Like, if I were to watch that film, like, having never seen it before now, I'd be like, the fuck is this mess that I'm yeah. watching? A, this isn't He-Man. What's happening? Also, why are they on Earth? Why is that thing eating fried chicken? Like, that's no <laughs> What's going on? So I think uh, this is why I'm a bit scared of watching Flash Gordon, because everybody I know who loves it loved mm. it as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I'm scared that it's one of those films. Like, uh, my, Richie's... No, put your teeth in, Stace. My sister's hubby, Greg... Yeah. Watched Labyrinth for the first time with me and my sister recently. Now, Zoe and I were all like, dance, the magic dance, because we love it so much, like, flapping around our living room. Uh, yeah. Greg was just like, why do I need to see so many close-up shots of David Bowie's penis? Um, <laughs> because it's awesome. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> there is something about David Bowie in that movie. But, um, there is, yeah. You know, we were watching it, and he was just like, what is this nonsense puppetry? Like, what the fuck's that little hoggerty thing? And I was like, oh, it's Hoggle. It's Hoggle. Um, Come on. Yeah, he was not appreciating it at all. Oh, no. And then I've got to admit, the one scene I don't like in that film is, you know, the um, the weird campfire bit, yeah, those the things that take the, the heads yeah, off. I, when heads I was, yeah, when I was a kid, I always used to fast forward through that because they scared me and yeah. I didn't really like the song either. Um, <laughs> so I could understand why he wasn't sold on that part. Yeah. Um, but like the rest of the film, he was like, oh, I couldn't give less of a shit. Somebody just killed the baby. I was like, oh, wow, harsh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> so, had a kid. Mate, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just like, yeah. Speaking of, I think yours is crying. Um, <laughs> um, like, yeah, it was just 
And I think that's why I'm scared of watching Flash Gordon, because I think it's going to be one of those films that, if I haven't seen before, it might just feel dated and weird. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a problem sometimes of being a child of the 80s, which I am. <laughs> just, no, I am. And some of my friends who I work with, they're not massive film fanatics. You know, they don't watch a lot. And there's this one guy I take the piss out of a lot, and then he returns the favour quite handsomely. He hasn't seen The Goonies. Or Top Gun, or some of the most classic films you can think of he he hasn't seen. And we were at the pub the other night, the the group of us, and took the complete piss out of him. So what the fuck is wrong with you? What was was your damage as a child? Why haven't you seen The Goonies? But when you... you know, you talk about sensibly when you, you sit back and think, well, yeah, I love it as a kid. I still love it now. But I do appreciate that someone who's going to watch it today might think, why the fuck do you like this film? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can but, see that. But Goonies is awesome, so you're going to love it, really. You, know, you have to. <laughs> Otherwise, we are with... no longer friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's the, what's the matter with you? Come on, it's the Goonies. <laughs> do you love the like, Goonies. Like, never-ending story. Although that's a bit... It's too Weird. distressing. I can't. The horse. When the horse sinks. <laughs> I just it, it worries me that we both thought of that at the same time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I first saw that, my mum had to fast forward the film to the end to see if the horse came back because I was so distressed. <laughs> it came back. I know. Right. Mum was like, look, it's okay. We can go back now. It's alive. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <sighs> I, I used to cry at the end of um, Harry and the Hendersons, you know, Bigfoot film. Yes. When oh, he I went back to his yeah, when he went back to his family, I bored my eyes out. Oh. Yeah. I thought, no, Although I remember having a cry watching the Jungle Book when Mowgli goes and joins all the uh, the actual the human animals. people. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no. What about your Jungle family? <laughs> <laughs> I will agree though with people that Return to Oz. It was fucking terrifying. See, I didn't see that until... Well, I haven't seen the whole thing anyway, but I only saw a bit of it, and it was quite, like within the last five years, so quite recently. And I just saw the weird yeah. people, and I was like, fuck it, I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Like so many people are terrified of the wheelie people, yeah. and they are terrifying. But it's the witch being able to unlock her head, take it off, and switch it for another. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, it's... and they are creepy as fuck. Some of those heads. <laughs> they are. <laughs> There's a nice trip down memory lane for you. <laughs> Isn't it? Hey, I'm gonna. Uh, I've just realised we've been like rambling for like an hour and fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna talk about. I went to a comic con last weekend, yeah. um, and it was the inaugural Birmingham Comics Festival, which was it was actually really cool. So I thought I'd just uh, give it a bigs up. Apparently, they've already decided they're doing it again next year, which is great. Because oh, yeah. I like. I've, I don't think I've ever been to a con on its first like inaugural year, year before. Yeah. So I, I didn't really know what to expect in terms of how big it was going to be and what was going to be there and the number and stuff and uh, I had a really wicked time um, it was held at the Edgebaston Cricket Stadium which right. again was another one like I've never been there even to see cricket or anything so I had no idea of what the size and scale of it would be and yeah. you know how well it would work as a venue it was ace it was huh. probably of the cons I've been to in Birmingham and I've been to a couple it was without a doubt the best venue I've been to because it was laid out so much more sensibly than anything else because yeah. I don't know if you ever came to the Birmingham con when it was at Millennium Point which is where no. the science museum is because the problem with that was they didn't close the science museum and so no. because 
because the con had two rooms that were like entirely separate from one another and then a couple of panel rooms there were people who were just visiting the science museum who kept wandering into stuff and they'd be like oh shit or like we were just like queuing around stuff and they couldn't get around and they were getting really cross and you know and it wasn't yeah. their fault and it wasn't our fault either it was just that these two things happened to be going on at the same time and it was never really that I, I got lost a couple of times and missed a panel <laughs> because I was just like wandering around the science museum like I'm not here for science I'm here for comics I'm here for comics um, and just like got really cross but this was great because like you go in the main entrance there's a fairly big foyer area so you weren't going to get like crammed or in a massive squidgy queue got our wristbands went into the con there's like a little little concourse before you get into the main hall and in this little concourse there was a, a guy selling a load of pop vinyls and if I'd have had the money I probably would have bought him out of all of his things <laughs> because holy shit there are a lot of them and then we went into the main hall and the thing that I really liked about it because I mean I don't go to many conventions anyway and when I do go to them I tend to go to the same one or two <laughs> because I like them so much but the one thing that this con had that I've not seen at any other con I've been to before is it had quite a few tables for people with like handmade jewellery and okay. handmade t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that so it yeah. wasn't just comics and prints yeah. uh, and like toys and stuff there was all this stuff there as well like I bought um, well mum bought me a Harley Quinn bracelet that's amazing and I bought myself a Captain America shield necklace Nice. Um, and there was some really cool stands there. There was uh, there was one that was just selling imported sweets, so I had to get a Twinkie, obviously. Of course. Um, and uh, it was really well laid out. There was like quite. There was a lot of tables, but they'd still managed to arrange the room so that there were quite large aisles between them. Like you could, you could very easily get down the middle, even if people were stood at tables on both sides. Oh, that's good. So it was only really like you know the usual cosplayers with massive swords and things that were stopping you from getting anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> which is something you've got to expect at a convention. Yeah. I took my mum and it was her first Comic Con. Oh, cool. And she really, really enjoyed it. She came away with a, a pop vinyl as well. Yeah. Uh, the Crow, if anyone was interested. Nice. And, um, yeah, we had a really good time. And then uh, we, we did all the downstairs and it was quite like quite a quite a hefty haul. A lot of things there, uh, quite a lot of people there who I wanted to talk to and then chickened out and didn't go. So hello to... Um, Steve Pugh and James, I want to say McCaffrey, who I was going to come and talk to and get to sign some stuff and then got frightened and ran away. Um, <laughs> I'm so useless. But it was like we'd done a pass around the bottom floor because our, our plan was go in, walk around everything, don't buy a thing yeah. until you've walked around everything and then yeah. we'll see what we want. And then as we were about to do our, okay, let's buy things now, pass around the, the bottom floor, uh, somebody pointed out to us that there was an upstairs and I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, there's an upstairs. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and at that point, we bumped into uh, Barry and Ant from Geek Syndicate. So we followed them upstairs. And um, that's where Mum and I discovered the giant Simpsons sofa that you could have your photo taken on. And, of course, we had to have our photos taken on it. The only problem was because they, they said you can have it done individually or both together. And I was like, well, I'd rather have it both together because it's a bit... Yeah. It's a bit special. Yeah, it's quite special. But, you know, being the younger one of the two of us, they let mum sit on the sofa and I had to sit on a big donut-shaped beanbag. <laughs> I legitimately could not get out of it. Mum was crying <laughs> laughing behind me because she couldn't get off the sofa until I got off this beanbag because this beanbag was, like, ensconced between her legs as well. Um, <laughs> and so, like, the, the bloke who was taking the photos, who was dressed as Duff Man, had to help me out of the fucking bit. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, Is that, do, does everybody else get stuck in this beanbag? 
bag or what? And he was like, no. This is the first time this has happened. I was like, oh, fuck. But the, the picture turned out really good. I'm holding a fake donut like I'm going to scoff it. I'm just thinking, you know, that some of these cons do like picture montages or videos with music. They need video of that. <laughs> of me scrambling and failing yeah. trying to get it in what bag. fun you can have there next year. Well, it, it was. It was so much fun. And the... The, the thing about the upstairs was there was a lot of um there was a lot of things like like tables that had like props and replicas from movies and things that you could buy and yeah. uh, like the downstairs there was somebody actually selling swords like replica swords because I was really close to buying Sting and then I was like Stace you're not even that big of a Lord of the Rings fan what are you doing contemplating spending like a hundred <laughs> quid on a fake sword and the, the great thing about it was is that it, the stadium is literally right opposite one of Birmingham's biggest parks so afterwards mum and I went for a, a nice sunny picnic and we had a 99 and it was great I saw the picture of the 99 oh my god it was such a perfect 99 Nice. Oh my god, it was so good. So was it very expensive to get into? No, it was uh, it was ten pound. Crikey, uh, which I didn't think was bad at all. And you know, a lot of the stuff was fairly sensibly priced as well. Because when we were looking at the jewelry, because it was all like handmade and like laser cut and all this cool stuff, yeah. it's like this is going to be expensive. But um, the necklace only cost me a tenner, I think, and the bracelet Mum bought me was fifteen, mm. which was really good because it's like top quality stuff like i really liked it and yeah we did we did we had a right laugh there was a lot of like we missed a lot of the cosplay people because the um the cosplay competition wasn't till five o'clock in the evening right um i think we only hung around till about 12 half 12 but we got we got there at like um i think we were one of the first few people in actually we got there at about 10 yeah so we were there for a good few hours and we had a we, had, we did have a good laugh there was what mum was crying laughing at one point because uh, this girl just sort of bounded up to her and went do you want a free comic about dolphins it's full of fish puns <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like you said two of my favorite things there fish puns and free <laughs> but unfortunately i seem to have lost that and i'm a bit sad now because i did read a comic that was full of fish puns shit yeah but uh and i saw lizzie and connor there got to squeeze and i uh i saw Corey as well we were all like speculating about the uh, the villa game on the Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've no concept of that at all. Yeah. Well, I'm a villa fan, you see, and I believe either Lizzie and or Connor is a villa fan. And I also believe Corey might be one as well. And it was like the, the FA Cup semi final and everybody thought we were gonna lose because we were playing Liverpool. And like I had extra reasons for Liverpool. I'm going on a bit about football now and I do apologise and I'll probably cut it out. But um <laughs> I was I was, <laughs> I was concerned about us not beating Liverpool, partly because A, I'm a villa fan and I really wanted us to win. But also B, I'm going on a stag weekend. I know I haven't got a penis, but I've been invited to a stag weekend on the cup final weekend in Liverpool. And I thought, if Liverpool get through, that city will be unbearable that weekend, especially if they lose, which is quite likely because Arsenal got through. So I'm pretty sure we're going to (laughs) lose. But, you know, stranger things have happened in football. Yeah. Um, I don't watch that shit, but you never know. <laughs> uh, but now I'm sad because I'm probably going to not be able to watch the final because I'll be stag doing. Stag. Stag. Yeah, I might grow a moustache and everything for it. I uh, think you should. Just to fit in. Like a twirly one. And a big old bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but yeah. 
Comets Festival was good and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go again next year if um I mean they've already said they're going to do it but like I would imagine once word of mouth gets around that they'll be able to get perhaps some bigger names because there are a lot of like fairly big names there anyway yeah it was like all it was like mostly the British based yeah peeps you know how most cons have that one or two US peeps that they get over that everybody goes swoon at at cons they didn't really have that but there were some really cool people there who I was too afraid to talk to because I'm a big wuss I took all of my remaining business cards and I gave away none of them (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad well we've got we've still got thought bubble this year so we'll we'll get rid of some more there just stop I'm just gonna start throwing them around like confetti at conventions just throw them up in the air and 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 just watch as the everybody's eyes players start kind of dancing in it or something (laughs) (laughs) and then everybody screams as their eyes get paper gouged out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that was good Oh, excellent. Thumbs up for Slurpees. Two thumbs way, way up. Um, you can't see, but I'm doing it. Well, I'm doing one thumb up. The other one's holding the mic so it doesn't fall off my knee. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing two thumbs and now they feel slightly sad. Oh. I'm going to put them away now. Have you got any other things you would like to speak of, my darling? Um, I am... Not really. Other than say I'm reading Spider-Woman and I quite like it. I read issue one. Mm. recently i don't know how many issues i'm behind but i imagine it's probably about five by now <laughs> i think it's i think there are five out because i think i've just bought five okay so like okay because the problem i had with it is that it's the issue that i read was like hey this takes place in the middle of this massive spider-man story that's going on that didn't at help. the moment mm. in the middle of all this stuff now I'm actually reading all that other Spider-Man bump, and I've got to say, if you look at my notes, which you can't do because this is a video, <laughs> um, but if I were to be able to show you my notes, it says, this Spider-Man event thingy, why? Question mark. That's all it says. Because for those of you that aren't reading it, the story is essentially that there are many, it's like a multiverse thing. Mm. There are many dimensions and whatnot. And there is a family of people who are like dorking the spider kind yeah that's the best way to put it so no, like that, every, yeah. every world has a spider someone it might not be a spider man it might be a spider woman or a girl or a pig, pig <laughs> or a like i don't know a donkey or something there's there's some version of spider something or other in every dimension and this this family are going around and killing them and draining their life force i think i'm reading that and i am struggling partly because a lot of the spider men especially the ones that are peter parker look really fucking similar because <laughs> they've all got a vague variation on the regular spider suit yeah Um, so i find that really hard because i don't know which one i'm fucking looking at and then uh, it's like it's a storyline that feels like it could be really good if it was more focused i feel like it's everywhere and it doesn't need to be everywhere and so i struggled when i read spider woman because i was i read it out of order for a start and i didn't know what the first part of the story (laughs) <laughs> story was i was like what are you talking about willis uh, i did it again um nice. but like i had no idea so i had to go i had to stop reading that and go and read a lot of different spider-man issues until i was like oh. Yeah. oh i had absolutely no idea i got the general gist and then kind of moved on i think i i enjoy it especially because she's sort of british but also i like her humor yeah she, she really makes me laugh I really love her as a character and that's why yeah. I think they should not have brought out a new Spider-Woman title in the middle of a spider event. Yeah. Like, she needs her own thing and she can pull off her own thing. Like, yeah. she's a character that can have 
she can float a comic on her own, I think. Mm, mm. Um, and it annoys me that they kicked it off in the middle of all this bollocks. Yeah. That's a storyline that I'm not that into. Like, mm. you know, and I'm reading all of it. Why am I reading all of it? <laughs> I've, just, I've just read how she she goes, she she leaves the Avengers. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> And is now a, she's like a private detective, which is what you learned she was going to do anyway until she decided, all right, I'll join up with the Avengers. That sounds like fun. And it's, it's all a bit haphazard in my mind how it all comes about. But the issue in which she tells Cap, old Cap, that she's leaving and stuff is really hilarious because she's, <laughs> she's with Captain Marvel in it as well. Carol Danvers is in it. Mm-hmm. And like those two together, oh, whether it's whether magic. it's written, yeah, even if it's written by Kelly Sue or not, it's so funny. They're such a great pair together. I think the way Kelly Sue wrote them together is pure genius because now everyone's spinning off it mm. and they're really great. And I don't even mind her new costume. No. It's no. not bad for what she's for what she's doing. It's perfect. Yeah. You know. I agree. So I'm I'm waiting for the new issue to download to my iPad and I'll probably read it in bed later, but yeah, I'm enjoying that. I like I like having a title like Black Widow because that's still so good. Oh, that is still so good. Still so good. And is, I Is Spider-Woman like out of that event yet or is it still as far as i can tell yeah it's out the event's finished okay. in spider woman so that's that's now ended and she's now made this big life-changing well not really life-changing career-changing decision to leave the avengers and go on her own steady speed but because i've not read the event you almost feel like something has something happened during that mm-hmm. that wasn't in the spider woman comic that has spurned on this i don't really want to do this you know, intergalactic type warring anymore. I want to be more humble and feet on on the ground sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I think, and a lot of it is the humour. And I, I think it's like with Daredevil in the real world sort of fighting. Yeah. And I, I quite like that. I mean, I love, you know, the let's go beat the shit out of alien type <laughs> stuff. That's always good fun, you know, and the way the Avengers and all that do it. But I quite like the real world issues, you know, dealing with just complete bastards and... <laughs> crime lords and things that's that's it's nice to have that even though she's super everything and will kick your ass indeed yeah i concur i will like i will stick with it because i do want to see where it goes after this event but i've got to say like yeah when i read the first issue i was just like oh really (laughs) really because some of the event stuff is weird because she's in a different world and there's another jess drew and it's all very Mm. huh and then it's and then it all changes because it's ended and then you're back in new york (laughs) and you feel like what the fuck happened where have i missed something if you want to hear about bamboozling, mm. uh, you should be reading Convergence, which is DC's new event. Oh, God. But, <laughs> but before I go on to that, I desperately need a pee, so I'm going to have to stop you there for a moment. Awesome. You go uh, do that. While I go uh, and do that. Hello. Um, <laughs> what, what that accent was, bloody hell. Convergence, yeah. So this is a thing that DC are doing. Now, I, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. Pretty sure everybody in the world that reads comics has. DC and Marvel ha- seem to have a thing where they have very similar storylines coming out at very similar times. Yeah. Like, you know when Cap died in adverted covers and then but actually turned out it got stuck in time and was bouncing around timelines and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like the same thing happened to Batman. 
And then, (laughs) like the exact same thing. And then I can't think of another example off the top of my head, but there was a fairly recent one that I remember talking about on a recent episode of this where it seemed like they were (laughs) copying off one another again. Uh, Well, now that there's this whole multiverse people trying to kill Spider-Man situation, the new DC event is that there's multiverses and there's a person... I believe it's either Brainiac or somebody working for Brainiac who has, like, collected cities from different dimensions. I think they're all Gotham. Some of them might be Metropolis. I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> and essentially, he's he put them in a dome and then dumped them on a planet and kept them in this dome for a year. And then after a year... Uh, pardon me. Um, <laughs> ah, nice. That was the meatballiest burp I've ever done. It tasted God, great. Um, <laughs> God, I hope you're recording. <laughs> Yep. Um, (laughs) Like, the dome, after a year, the dome comes down. Oh, the dome inhibits superpowers as well. And then after a year, the dome comes down and the heroes from each town are forced to fight heroes from another town. Um, And if they don't fight, their town gets exploded. And if they try and fight against the person who's making them do it, their town gets destroyed. And if they try and band together and make a plan and... Blah de blah, their town gets destroyed. I think you see where this is going. It's yeah. like a battle royale of cities <laughs> that are uh, yeah. across, like a. So it's like a multiverse, and somebody's trying to kill a lot of heroes. It's very similar. It's very similar. Yeah. It's boring as fuck. Yeah, boring as bloody fuck. I've read. Well, every issue from the last from last week that I got uh, crossed over. Right. Um, so there was like I think I've read Aquaman. Batman and Robin. I just started Catwoman and then gave up halfway through because I was bored out of my mind. Uh, I've read about seven or eight of the Convergence titles. And basically, and then I've read two issues of just plain Convergence. (laughs) Um, And I'm giving up. I'm giving up. And I'm just going to wait until the end and read Wikipedia and then find out what happened before I start reading whatever comes afterwards. Because every single issue is the fucking same. It starts off in one of these cities. And... It's like heroes we've never... They're not the ones from our universe. So yeah. they're people we do not give a shit about. Whinge, whinge, whinging that they've lost their powers. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, there's a dome. Oh, I can't get out. What the fuck? Then the dome comes down and this dude gives a speech about how you've all got to murder each other or else death. And then they all start having a fight and it's the end of the issue. And every single issue's been the same. Holy crap. It's been the most boring thing. Like... I've stuck at it, I think, for maybe six or seven issues. Mm. And honestly, it's just... You could replace any of the characters in each book with like characters from another book. It's the same. It's the absolute same. It's terrible. Like, Rich read two issues, I think, and then went, nope, I <laughs> just gave up. <laughs> I was but like, I'll give it a few, but no. Nah. I'm, I'm just... I'm not sorry I gave up reading DC once the new no. once the new 52 hit. I tried it for a good while, and it's like, no, I'm sorry, these just... These aren't the characters I know or love. I'm done. Apart from Batwoman, and then I've kind of stopped reading that now as well. Yeah. Well, this is the thing that bothers me about Convergence, is that there's an awful lot of characters in this that aren't the characters we know and love. They might be called Nightwing, and they might be called Oracle, and blah, 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 but they're not the ones from... They're literally not the ones from our universe, so I don't get why I'm supposed to give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't. I straight up don't. It's like I was reading the other day, and I don't think it's a part of that convergence thing, but this is a while ago, that Donna Troy came back in Wonder Woman. But it's not, it's not the same Donna Troy. I don't even think they're related. 
I don't really know who the fuck she is. No, in fact, I'm a bit behind on Wonder Woman, but I'm pretty sure she was all like apparently going to usurp Wonder Woman on the throne kind of thing. Yeah, that's so right. It like did, that. didn't really seem like something Donna Troy though. But... No, no, not the Donna Troy I knew, knew and loved, you know. So I thought, no, fuck it, I can't, I just, I can't, I can't be bothered to spend the money and effort with DC at the moment. It's just, I think it's because I like, I like the fun of Marvel, basically. They've got a nice balance going at Marvel. I think this is the thing that bothers me, is that, the DC books aren't terrible. Well, some of them are. Yeah. Um, but for the majority of them, they're not terrible. They're just a little bit soulless. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, there's no, there's very little humour in any of them. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, and there's a, this bothers me to no end, and it happens in Marvel as well, but more so in DC. A lot of the characters in DC comics don't speak the way normal human people speak. Like, yeah. they're very, they all sound like proper English, like, mm. oldie timey practically, and I'm like, that's not how anyone speaks, Talks, like, like anymore yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, Marvel's a bit better, I think, for having more casual ways of speaking. Conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, like, this whole Convergence thing, if this is their way of, like, resetting the universe again so that we can have the characters back that we actually bloody gave a shit about, I, <laughs> I, I would literally rather you just... Just wipe it just clean not, and do it Just again. not have an event. Yeah. And just be like, poof, here's everybody you love from before being awesome yeah. again. Yeah. Because uh, this stuff is... It's, it's shit. It's shit, yeah. It's really yeah. bad. And the worst part is, is they've got some... <laughs> it sounds like a good idea... Mm. In terms of the, you know, multiverse peeps being pitted against each other and how are they going to get out of it without having to murder each other and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't need every single title to be tied into it because each individual issue is the same. Like, the two just plain convergence, like, not tie-in issues, the actual event issues, were okay. I mean, they weren't anything to write home about, but that might be because I was already sick of everything about Convergence <laughs> by the time I got to them. Because the tie-ins are just unnecessary, you know, and the thing is, they keep they keep sort of billing them as, oh, this one's like Aquaman versus Nightwing or whatever the fuck. I can't yeah. remember. Um, but you don't actually ever really see them fight. The fights tend to be the last maybe one or two pages, and it's literally just the start, and I'm thinking like, why did I just read like 20 pages of Aquaman whinging because he's lost his hand and he's been separated separated from mirror like yeah like, give a fucking two hoots <laughs> it, make, it does make you wonder with dc i mean you don't want to say have they just lost their way because i don't think they have i just i just don't think they well, know what the fuck they're doing the thing so obviously they are the thing that bothers me is they must know how to do some things right because the flash is so fucking brilliant is it and that the tv show is really good in the sense that it's um it's a bit cheesy and it's hilarious. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like stuff that goes down in it that's quite upsetting and there's stuff that's like very action based and there's stuff that's a little bit scary and blah blah blah. But it's got a really good balance. It's you know, there's a lot of humour in it, there's a lot of heart in it and it's really good. Yeah. And I just don't understand why none of their comics are like that. Like none of them are. <laughs> so do they just think it's not gonna sell if they don't try and put a little bit of light into all this dark shit? I have no idea. I don't understand yeah. the reasoning behind it at all because with Flash doing so well, yeah. it would You'd make think... sense to me that, that, that at least a couple of comics would reflect that sort of attitude, but none, yeah. none of the ones that I've read do. And I read, I still read quite a lot. I've given up on a few, but yeah. I still read quite a lot of, of DC stuff. And it's just, it's... Are they still, are they, are they trying to reach, you think, like an older audience? Well, I, d- I don't know because I think, to be honest... 
they need to be aiming at a younger audience because all the mm. people that have read been reading DC for yonks and yonks and yonks are getting on in years. <laughs> They're not going to be around forever. Yeah. You should probably try and, you know, rake in a few new, yeah. new eyes. But I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. And the thing is... It annoys me because they've got a lot of talent on their team, mm. a lot of talent, but it's it, a lot of it is being wasted, in my opinion. There's just a, yeah. there's just a lot of <sighs> a lot of shit. Yeah, I really wish it wasn't shit though. Yeah, but it is. It's, it's a shame because some of the like the headlines I see on the different feeds I I follow are just none of it ever sounds inspiring when it comes to DC, yeah. and they're generally slagging everything off, especially things like Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think the problem is I don't have fun when I read them anymore. Like, no. I may or may not enjoy the story, but I'm not having fun when I read them like I am when I read Marvel stuff. And I'm not yeah. saying ev- literally every single comic needs to be fun. Like, I do think sometimes an emotional impact, it yeah. is, yeah. it's well, like, you know, the last issue of the Turtles, that well, hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. Yeah. But I still appreciated that it was written amazingly and drawn amazingly and coloured amazingly and paced brilliantly and like everything about that issue was so good that I didn't mind that it wasn't like hooray kittens and puppies yeah. like because not every comic has to I'm not like I don't want everything to be the same but I just think DC have no variety at the moment everything no. is just a bit deadpan. <laughs> but I, th- I think that's it's like with Black Widow at the moment. I mean, that that's she goes through some pretty heavy shit through that. Yeah, she does. But that I don't feel bogged down when I'm reading it. Yeah. I thoroughly, I thoroughly love reading it. I love the character building that they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. But they do manage some a little bit of light here and there with it. Yeah. It's not think, all doom and gloom. I think Marvel have a very good balance as well of because for every comic they have that doesn't have much or any levity, like say Punisher. Mm. They have like a ton of other comics that have got the the humour and the you know yeah. like, you're not every book you turn to is not just like grim and a bit sad and a bit serious yeah which seems to be all that that DC are offering at the moment which is a shame I feel like every time I come on this show now I just whinge about DC a bit but it's because <laughs> I know they can be so good yeah. I, like I used to be such a DC fangirl it was you know how everybody's like oh you're Marvel or DC I was yeah. definitely firmly in the DC camp and yeah. now it's just like. Get me my Captain Marvel jumper, please. I'm all over it. <laughs> I know because I, I, I was I was known as Marvel Girl at my comic store for years, and then I moved on to DC, and I left because I left Marvel when they were doing oh shit the Civil War. Yeah. When, when that all happened, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, sorry, fuck you, and I left, and I went to DC, and I had a really rip roaring good time with DC, and then the New Fifty Two happened. Yeah. And then Marvel just somehow they regeared themselves, and they were so they just got so much better. Yeah, for me. I think the the good thing that Marvel did after the Civil War was they acted like it actually didn't exist. Because the <laughs> the biggest the biggest problem I had with the Civil War was that no matter how it ended in terms of which side won, there were still going to be some heroes whose identities had been made public or who had died or who had, you know like yeah. lots of stuff happened that should have massively impacted the entire Marvel universe but instead what they just did was let's swipe that under the rug it didn't really work we'll just yeah. pretend it never happened and carry on as normal and it was like yeah good good decision it's a good idea cuz <laughs> yeah it's good choice it, yeah. it worked <laughs> i might have a few few bits of it in collected form you know in in, in trade but I generally don't remember it. And it's not really reflected upon, like you say, in any of the stories I'm yeah. reading now. Occasionally people will, will mention the incident that started it off or something. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, it's, yeah. Pretty much forgotten. 
Yeah. Which is a good way to do it. Yeah, because it, cause it, if, if something's bad, like sticking it in your continuity forever is probably a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, no matter how much you try to shine it, a shit is still a shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can only polish a turd so much. Yep. It's still a turd. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I feel bad now that I've whinged about DC. They must be doing something I like. Um... Uh... Catwoman's been really good aside from the one that that was (laughs) joined in with Convergence if that helps like she's now like the boss of a crime family that sounds cool it's pretty cool it is pretty cool I swear I I was reading a little bit of Wonder Woman 77 which was I I read a little and that was that was quite cheesy fun Mm. but aren't they I think aren't they bringing out or was that Sensation I can't remember because aren't they doing like a, a Batman 1960s or something? And they're bringing out a Wonder Woman similar, but it's basically Linda Carter. But I'm sure that's what I've, I've got a couple of issues off. I don't know. Fuck if I can remember. But that, that, <laughs> that's how much Good I talk. Yeah, Let's just cut that bit. But that was quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, the only other DC time that I was reading, and I was actually enjoying it, but it's probably because of my childhood heroes. I was enjoying Masters of the Universe with She-Ra put into it and I don't think many people are huge fans of it I've given up Um, on it mostly because I whilst I'm I'm very up for different interpretations of things like I don't think there's any need to do He-Man cheesy cartoon He-Man again um, because I've still got all those to watch if I want to watch them but I just I just found it was uh, it was too much the other way it was too very serious and very Mm. uh, Mm. yeah it's another thing I just didn't have fun when I was reading and um, even I I hung on until She-Ra made her first appearance but then I was still like no I'm reading a comic about She-Ra and I'm bored how's that a thing that happens <laughs> so, I, um... yeah i mean i actually managed to say stay in, invested in it and interested and i quite liked it but i think there's always that part of you as well because you she where i was my first superhero mm-hmm. and the, the, you, you kind of oh when's she just gonna be cool and awesome and oh they're swift wing yay, yay. And, you know and be sweet and nice and and i don't even know if they're doing it anymore because i've not seen a new issue for ages so I don't, I don't know what's going on with that one. But I don't keep up with DC and I certainly don't look to see what's coming out next. <laughs> I just go to Comixology, type in what I want, and if it's not there, oh, well, I don't get it this week then. Mm, I don't know with DC anymore. I, just, I think I've just kind of given up with them. I'll try some things in trade from the library. I probably won't spend money on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't blame you. I'm still reading Fables. That's um, due to finish soon. Yeah, yeah, it's it? com- yeah, that's coming to its final. But I've just, because I bought a few trades and I've just realised I'm missing one, so I can't read the three I've just bought until I've got that oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yay. But, yeah, that's about it. But DC and their arcs, why they didn't just say, do you know what? Some of the new 52, because I'm sure some of the new 52 was good, wasn't great. Maybe we made a mistake, so... Let's just splat it and, and move on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the problem because a lot of the comics that I'm reading, I probably would enjoy more if all of them weren't the same in mm. tone because there are some, like Catwoman, it, it suits it being a bit more serious and a bit darker and a bit, you know, grim and gritty because she's a now a crime family boss and she's got yeah. other shit to worry about. But not everything needs to be like that and that's where you start getting bogged down and you start mm. getting sad. <laughs> and it just becomes a chore to read. It's, mm. You know, you're swimming through crap all the time. Yeah. 
whereas Marvel, you can just you can go and get your your grittiness from one thing, and a bit bit dark materials, and then go have a, a jolly good chuckle with Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or something. I've still got issue. I think I've got two fifty of Deadpool to read. I'm scared to read it. Yeah. Because he's doing a dead. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. I don't want to read something where somebody else I love dies. I can't handle it right oh, now. I'm, I'm really behind in Captain Marvel. I feel like I've really lost touch with reading it. I know it's terrible. Huge fan of the delightful and lovely Kelly Sue. But for some reason, I just kind of slowed down and stopped reading. I think it's because she, she spent so much time in space. And I miss feel a bit detached. Yeah, and I I miss that contact she had with you know the Avengers and Spider Woman and the family that she was with there. It was like the Christmas issue when she went back to New York. That was a that was a really gorgeous issue, really well written. And I, yeah, so I need to catch up on that. <laughs> so in summary, Convergence, no. <laughs> uh, big big no. Big, big no. Big no. Big hairy balls, no. Here's a question. Okay. Have you been watching I Zombie? No. Okay. I've, I've heard of the name, mm-hmm. but I won't. That's it. I won't go too much into it then. I Zombie was a comic a few years ago. I forget how long it was, but it wasn't like an ongoing thing. It was like a fairly small series. Yeah. And again, because it was a few years ago, and I've slept since then, I've forgotten basically everything it was about. Um, yeah. I remember it being about a zombie bird who could completely control herself, but did need to eat brains, otherwise she would devolve into a, a tacky kind of zombie. Okay. So she would she would eat somebody's brains, and then she'd be alright for a few days. But when she ate the brains, she would have like memories and stuff from okay. the person that she'd ate the brains of. I don't remember in the comic whether or not she would use that to like solve their murders and things, uh, but that's what she does in the TV show. Oh, right. Um, and uh, I, I know the comic had like it was a bit more um um what's the word I'm looking for? A bit more varied in its scope because right. there were werewolves and other stuff, and there was like an overarching plot of world destruction y stuff that I don't quite remember, as you can probably tell from the fact that I'm not really making any kind of sense. <laughs> um, but the I, I loved the comic. It was I can't remember who wrote it now, which is terrible. Fuck, yeah. I'm gonna look it up because this is making me embarrassed. But it was drawn by Michael Wood, who I absolutely love. And so when they said they were going to do a TV show, I was quite excited, but I had no idea how they were going to do it because I remember the book being a little bit over the top and a bit ridiculous in a good way. So in the TV show, they've made it a bit more... I'm not saying realistic because zombies. Well, of Um, course. But basically, she works in a morgue, so she gets access to brains quite easily. And she is pretending to be a psychic and helping the police solve the murders of the people that she eats the brains of. And there's lots of other like subplots and other things going on that I won't tell you about because it's quite spoilerific. But it's really good. Really, really good. Like all the performances in it are absolutely great. The plots so far are brilliant. There's like an English dude that she works with at the it's not a morgue. What am I talking about? Like a coroner's coroner's type place. Autopsy type happening place. The bloke that she works with there is brilliant. He's, like, really funny but also super smart and has a sweet little accent. Yeah. I'm just trying to look up who wrote it, which is why I might seem a bit distracted. What channel is it screened on? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Channel Bucky. Um, It's... I don't know. The, The only thing I will say that I didn't like about it, and it still annoys me, is that in the comics, the zombie's name is Gwen. Right. And in the TV show, they've changed her name to Olivia Moore, but she goes by Liv... Live um, more. Live, live more. Yeah. They've done it solely for the pun. 
Yeah. Completely solely for the pun, and it pisses me right off because it's not funny. And also, what's wrong with the name Quinn? (laughs) It was all right for Spider Man's lover. Come on. All right, that didn't end well. (laughs) (laughs) It was written by Chris Robertson, and it was a Vertigo comic from 2010. I would recommend people pick it up if they haven't read the comic and then watch the TV show because it is really, really good. I've been really enjoying it. Um, There's a lot of like really good ideas in it. I don't want to go too much into it because it'll super spoil. Um, The only problem I've got is that I'm not sure how long the premise of her eating brains and solving crimes can really last Mm. because I I imagine it might get a bit formulaic but I'm hoping these subplots and things keep it a bit fresh and I just don't understand how the police aren't going to find out somehow that she's not alive (laughs) and also not a psychic yeah yeah, you would imagine so but um, apparently not so yeah, but it is really good. I, I really recommend it. It's uh, there's. I tell you what, it's a good time to be a nerd. It is, isn't it? It's a really good time to be a nerd. So much. There's so much good stuff going on right now. Yep, yep, yep. But I'll have to add eyes on me to my list and check it out. But no, it is a it is a great time to be a nerd. To think about what well, even five years ago we didn't have this much stuff going on, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I guess five years, yeah, maybe maybe a bit more. Go back a bit more, maybe ten years. But to have so so much going on, and not just in the cinemas, because you've got stacks coming out, and especially with Marvel's next load of phases, but just TV and Netflix, it's astounding what's out and about now. Mm-hmm. A little bit there's, of something for everyone. There's a little bit too much. <laughs> I'm like, how can I watch it all feasible? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've given up on Arrow now. I do not care. I never even watched it. I've got season one somewhere, but oh. I... Didn't even get into it. Yeah, Rich and I did a bit of a weird thing in that we started watching series one and got a bit bored, but then we were told, oh, no, no, it picks up for two. So we thought we'll just skip ahead to two, but by that point, three was just starting. So we thought, fuck <laughs> it. We just went straight to series three and yeah. um, we just read on Wikipedia what happened in the rest of series one and all of series two and yeah. started on three. And I'm just so bored by it. Like Rich watched an episode yesterday without me because um, he had the day off work to recover Mm. from the stag weekend he was just on (laughs) and he was like do you mind if i watch arrow and i was like i do not care yeah (laughs) do not care and he texted me afterwards what had happened which i won't say because it's Mm. recent and mean but it was a big thing that happened and he couldn't have sounded less like he gave a shit (laughs) (laughs) he was like well well, this happened and that's about it really for the whole fucking episode and also i don't care and i was like oh (laughs) <laughs> like, Brilliant. It's just why are we? St- why are you still watching it? It's like don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would imagine he's probably just at a point now where he's like, I should probably finish this series off. But I think it's weird um, because the episodes where it's crossed over with the Flash, mm. like the Flash ones, have been really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, yeah, I know there's good stuff in there, but mm. it's just, it's just not coming out in its own show to me. It's just a bit far up its own arse. Yeah. Uh, and it's well, uh, the the problem with it is that Oliver's a twat, and not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not like in a good way. No, I was gonna say he used to be a bit of a twat in the comics, like, yeah. but in a in a hilarious cad kind of way, yeah. not in a I'm an actual bellend kind of way. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's an actual well, bellend. I mean, in a comic, he was always a real kind of. Errol Flynn, just without the Nazism, but an Errol Flynn type <laughs> sort of guy, you know, Robin Hood type guy, and you you didn't mind him being a complete prick. Yeah. He was there, well, he had sort of an air of Tony Stark about him. Yes, yeah. 
in um, a way. Like, like a lovable rogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can understand why Dinah Lance loved him yeah. and loved to smack him in the face every once in a while, but why why she loved him. Yeah. In this, I can't understand why anybody fancies him aside from the fact that he's all right looking. <laughs> um, like, beyond the physical, he's just grumpy and he treats people like shit and he's broody and he's an arsehole and he doesn't make any fucking sense when he decides to do stuff. Like, yeah. a lot of his plans are so fucking badly thought out. I'm like, oh my God, you should so be dead already for fuck. <laughs> like you're a mess. What are you thinking? Uh, it's really bad. I oh. but anyway. see because I'm. <laughs> I was so happy and excited when Netflix UK picked up Once Upon a Time because they Channel 5 didn't buy the rights to it again after season two, I want to say. And so us poor UK fans got left without being able to watch it, without doing, you know, the things we shouldn't do. But I was so pleased I got it back. But I've been watching it. I've been keeping up with it. I've been buying the DVDs in from America. And I have to say season one and two was brilliant. Season three, because you, you know about Once Upon a Time, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I did yeah. watch a bit of the first series with Rich, but it wasn't... wasn't your it, cup of it tea. It wasn't for me, Jen. Yeah, no, I don't think it would be. I mean, I love it because I love Fables so much, and this is like a very soft version of that. Yeah. <laughs> very soft. But it's like they, they keep twisting all the Disney, because it is the Disney version of the fairy tales, really. Mm-hmm. And they keep twisting them. So season three, they went to Neverland, and that was fucking dreadful. <laughs> I hated it. I hated that they made Peter Pan evil. I'm not and a big fan of Peter Pan anyway. I mean, I love Peter Pan, but I just thought everything they did was fucking awful. And it's not a huge island. And I got very pissed. It's like Lost. I don't understand how the fuck you can be lost for five years. But that's. <laughs> it, but it's made by the same people, so it all kind of makes sense in a roundabout way. But they, they do this thing, like in America now, they you know they're doing two halves of one season. Yeah. So season three had season three A was Neverland, and then season three B was Oz and the Wicked Witch, and that was fucking brilliant. Aren't Elsa and Anna in it now? Yeah, they're in season four A. So you had the Wicked Witch in in season three B, and she was English, an actress called Bex Rebecca Madder, and she was fucking so over the top. This is the nice thing about Once Upon a Time. They know it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and it's a bit cheesy and they kind of make fun of themselves a bit and it's cool. But she was cool. And then season 4A, that's when they brought in Frozen and it was such a bandwagon. It was so bad. The, yeah. writer, the writer's creator said, oh no, we went to go see the film and we thought that was great and it just, it, it really, you know, it, it, it triggered some ideas and we thought we have to do this and then Disney said it was okay and I thought, to me, I just thought, don't talk bollocks. You saw a cash cow. Yeah. And you need to do something to pick up your views to make sure you get greenlit for another season. Well, I was going to say, it's funny that you should say they said that because the first article I read was like, no, no, we had the um, we had the minute before the film came out. We were already writing about the whatever story it is that's based on that. I forget the name of. We already had that on the on the books, uh, but then the film came out. So we just uh, we just tweaked it a little bit. It's like, yeah. Bullshit. Did bullshit. You? How did bullshit. you? Absolute how, bullshit. Yeah. How did you have the characters of Frozen before Frozen came out? <laughs> absolute garbage, you know, mate. Absolute. I mean, I I watched it all, and I I wasn't a huge fan of the Frozen stuff because it. it now you know I like the Frozen film. I like it for what it is. It's just a fun Disney film for me. I don't read too much into it. But what they did with it in Once Upon a Time, twisting it to their own device, I didn't like as much. They actually brought in a Snow Queen proper, but that was all very weird. The last the last part of it was quite fun, and I quite liked it when they all laughed at themselves for being in their stupid costumes. Mm-hmm. Those that have watched the episode know what I mean. But it's 4B that I'm in now, season 4B, 
and they've got what they've dubbed the Queens of Darkness. So you've got Regina, who's the evil queen from Snow White, although she's now turning over a new leaf and being good, which which I love. But there is nothing like watching Regina being evil. It's it's. <laughs> she was pretty much the only thing about it I liked. She's the only thing about it I sometimes like, and I have such a girl crush on her. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I'm not alone. I think I think the Whittle is a little bit the same. I think if she's still watching it, and a few friends I know of are the same. But you've got the evil queen. You've got Maleficent. She's back. Cruella Deville and her most outrageous painted on eyebrows. It's ridiculous. And Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Nice. But she made absolutely no sense, and I was quite pleased that she didn't stay very long in the whole story arc because she was shit. <laughs> quite Aww, frankly, that's a shame. She was the weakest out of a lot of them. Maleficent is badass and brilliant, and Cruella. You'd love Cruella. She's so. F- I'm not looking forward to this week's episode because I know what's going to happen in it. But she's so funny and just so evil. <laughs> she's she's standing in the forest saying how cold it is, and she's like, oh, I should have skinned an extra couple of puppies for mittens. <laughs> 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 wow so but basically what i'm trying to say is that once upon a time i kind of lost touch with it for a little while didn't think it was it was a bit of a chore to watch mm-hmm. but it's like the second half seasons have been really good so 3b with the wicked witch was fun that was pretty cool and now 4b with these queens of darkness so much fun nice. so much fun for the fans of that keep watching because it's awesome and and we get the new episode every Wednesday, so they screen the new episode on Sundays in America, and then we get it on Netflix UK on Wednesdays, cool. which is pretty nifty, I think. It is. I was um I was getting <laughs> I was getting cross the other day about um uh, the Walking Dead because mm. even though I'm not that into the show anymore, like I watch it every time because uh, I don't know I must be. <sighs> A glutton for punishment. Uh, sometimes it's good, um, but it makes me really cross that I get spoilt for that, even though I'm not that bothered about the show. Because yeah. it airs one day after America over here. Okay. One fucking day, and y'all can't contain them spoilers. <clears throat> it just anyway. That's another. <laughs> it's a rant I, for another day. But... Well, I have friends who watch it, and they're like, "Have you watched it? No, don't say anything." <laughs> and we have to be really careful in our office because we're, I don't sit there anymore and I don't watch Walking Dead, so I don't have to worry. But we have an ads team right behind us and a load of them are into it and they'll start talking about it. And, and some of my lot haven't watched it yet and they have to block their ears because they're so, they're so spoilerific in the ads team. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we'll just talk about it really loudly because that's how we talk. Mm. Somebody and, I know at work is just because not many people I know um, – at work watch that kind of thing they're not like nerdy or whatever mm. but one of the ladies at work has like not long started watching it i think it was only about two months ago she started and so i've had to be really careful when i'm talking to her about it because i can't really remember ex- the exact order that things happen yeah so i can't just be like oh have you got to this bit yet in case she totally hasn't so every, t- every time i talk to her i'm like where like what <laughs> really tentatively <laughs> <laughs> Whereas she's a, she's such a big fan of it now that she's actually caught up completely. Wow. So uh, I can talk freely with her now. But like oh. for a really long time, it was like it was coming up to the bit where um, Herschel gets murdered. Because I was just like, <laughs> I do not want to drop that bombshell on her. Because she kept going on about him, which she loves Herschel. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's cool, isn't he? As if I don't know <laughs> that he's never going to be in it again after about two episodes' time. Yeah, yeah, I love Herschel. Wicked. He's great in series five. <clears throat> <laughs> Just uh, <coughs> loving memory. <laughs> anyway, we've been rambling for like two hours. We have. So very briefly, I saw Hot Tub Time Machine too. Oh yeah, it's all right in it. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the first one. 
Well, I was a bit surprised because, like, Rich and I, only we, we weren't that bothered about Hot Tub Time Machine. The only two reasons we went to see it is because we both love John Cusack mm. and because at the time that it came out, we both had Cineworld Unlimited cards, okay. which were, like, £16 a month, but you can go and see as many films as you like. So we kept trying to make our money's worth. Like, we went to see terrible things like Paul Blart Mall Cop and things just because <laughs> just we fucking could. We were like, ah, we've seen seven films this month. Boom, get it. Like, we're just ridiculous. <laughs> Seeing absolutely trash and yeah so we only saw hot tub time machine because we thought it looked vaguely funny john cusack's in it we like craig robinson you know it could yeah. be good and it's legitimately one of my favorite things to watch when i'm a little bit tipsy or yeah. when i've had a weird day because it's just stupid fun it annoys me that the some of the reviews i've seen for the second one are like oh it doesn't stick to its own internal logic of time travel it's a film where people travel through time using an energy drink and a hot tub. What was it Doctor Who said about time travel? Timey-wimey. So. Yeah, well, the, the the problem is, in the first film, they go back in time to the 80s. Okay. And they, even though they're filmed as their adult selves, what everybody else is seeing is their younger selves that were there in the 80s. Okay. So it's like their grown-up personalities have been dumped into their young bodies. Yeah. Um, and one of them kept flickering in and out of existence because he wasn't born yet. Um <laughs> Whereas in this new one, they go into the future because one of them gets murdered, but he's still there in the future. And there's like a convoluted, vague explanation for it that's like, oh, this isn't the same timeline. This isn't the timeline where he died. So it makes sense that he's here. But then they all just sort of look into camera and go, yeah, it makes sense that he's here. <laughs> like, they're very, very tongue in cheek. Like, this film yeah. doesn't need to make sense. Yeah. Don't try and make it make sense. You know, the, the idea is let's have some time travel hilarious hijinks and it is still very funny there's there was one scene that really threw me off though and i'm gonna spoil it because it's not to do with the actual plot but still there's like they go into the future and there's this like weird game show that people do where the audience shouts out things that they want the contestant to do and then they have to vote on like the first five things that get shouted are up on the board and they have to vote which one they want him to do so for a laugh, like Rob Corddry's character shouts out, fuck a dude, because his mate is there uh, as the contestant. And uh, his mate's like, no, no, you don't. nobody wants us to do that. And of course, that's what everybody votes for him <laughs> to do. So so they call Rob Corddry's character down and they're like, oh, since you suggested it, you can be the dude that he fucks then. And he, he goes down onto the stage. And they're put into like this virtual reality thing. Right. And it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And... This is me trying to be too sensible about a film that's nonsense. But the virtual reality thing is like behind them, but they're like completely separate on the stage. And there's like a convoluted faffy faff faff where it ends up with somebody else being the guy who gets fucked. But later they very openly like talk about how one of them spunked up the other one's ass and he's like walking funny. And I'm like, but it was virtual reality. You <laughs> no penises went into any bums. Yeah. And so the whole game show makes no sense then because why do people want to see him virtually fuck a guy? Yeah. Like, when nothing's going to actually... Like, nothing's at stake because it's not really happening. But then they were acting like it really happened. That bamboozled me. And not... It did, it's mostly because it didn't really need to be there. Like that, yeah. that yeah. was done shoot like purely for the ha ha ha. Let's fuck a dude joke. Yeah, which was weird because it's a it, it yeah it didn't it, yeah it was weird. It sounds like it doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And yeah. like I say, I'm not I'm not trying to think too hard about it because it's Hot Tub Time Machine too, where yeah. they travel through time using an energy drink and a hot tub. But it's 
I think what they were trying to do was riff on a joke from the first movie where one of them places a bet on a game that they are sure a team wins. But then earlier in the movie, they vomited on a squirrel. And squirrels apparently like go mental when they're due to some smell or something. I wasn't paying attention. And it runs on the field and ruins the game. And he actually bet that he would suck his mate's dick if he lost okay. um, because he thought he was so shooing it was fine. So I think the joke was like riffing on that whole, oh, he almost fucked his mate, like, you know, he almost sucked his mate's cock kind of thing. Yeah. But it wasn't as funny second time round because the first time's really hilarious <laughs> because it's it's just the ludicrousness of it, like this fucking squirrel that nobody paid any attention to at the start of the movie is all of a sudden caused him to almost have to suck his mate's dick. It's I've said suck a dick too many times. Um, <laughs> um, but it's yeah, that time like, of night, it's all right. <laughs> but I did I did really enjoy the film. It's like yeah. it's still it's it's not as good as the first one and I think no. it's because a lot of the jokes are very much just rehashes of jokes from the last time. Mm. And mm. some of them aren't done quite as well. But overall it's a it's a pretty funny watch. I don't think it'll become like my new favorite thing to watch when I'm drunk. No. Uh, because my, my go-to films when I'm drunk are like Anchorman, Step Brothers, and Hot Tub Time Machine. I don't think it'll break into that rotor, but like I'd definitely watch it again. So I think that's... And yeah. it broke... Um, I think Mark Kermode has got this rule about comedies where they have to make him laugh a certain amount of times. I can't mm. remember how many. I think he said five. If it passes the five laugh test, then it's funny enough to be considered a comedy. I definitely laugh more than five times. Well, quite, con- quite considerably more than five times, so I will uh, I will let it off. And there's a great song in it where like they keep singing at this one guy that he's a nerd and no one likes him, and then uh, <laughs> you're a nerd and no one likes you. And then at the very end, the credits theme is actually that song, but as performed by OK Go, who are a band I really like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, see, <laughs> love it. I bought Night in the Museum 3 okay. the other day because I really like the first two. They're just really easy sort of, you know, like Sunday matinee type films. I you don't need seen a... either of them. Haven't you? You don't need a brain to watch them. The museum comes alive at night because of a magic tablet, basically. Fair well, enough. <laughs> in a, in a, an Egyptian tablet, not one that you take as a pill or one that is a an magic iPad. paracetamol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I'd admit it was nowhere near as good as the other two, but... It was kind of bittersweet because it was one of the last movies Robin Williams made. Oh. And it was, uh, including The Muppets, I think it was one of the last films that Mickey Rooney ever made as well because he made a cameo in it with Dick Van Dyke um, because they were in the first two as well. But it was all right. It was just more of the hijinks kind of stuff and they brought it to London as well and that was kind of fun. But Reb- Rebel Wilson was in it. But now I like her, but a bit like, um, oh, what's her name? Is it Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. I just find that the pair of them now are just their typecasts are always playing the same sort of role, you know. Yeah. And that that was a bit boring. She made me laugh still in places, but I just find it a bit kind of well. You're basically playing Fat Amy now in every film that I've seen you in, and it's kind of the same with Melissa McCarthy. I just see us playing the same sort of character in every film, mm. which bores me to tears. However, <laughs> <laughs> that was all right. But if we talk, if you want to talk about things that are go to for giggles when you're feeling a bit, you know, down or you need to pick me up. Mm-hmm. Hot in Cleveland every time. TV yep. series, TV series with uh, Betty White and Jane Leaves and Valerie Bertinelli, Wendy Malick, which is now coming to an end. Uh, it's finishing, which is a shame. But I watched that. Pick me up. It's a completely stupid sitcom, <laughs> and I bloody love it. I'm probably going to watch an episode or two in bed when we finish tonight. <laughs> well, my my go-to sitcom has always been IT Crowd. Uh. Like- 
the gay musical episode will never not be funny. <laughs> I'm disabled. No, sorry. It, it will never, it will never not be funny. Like yes. every time, it's just him in the wheelchair on that ramp going up into the van. <laughs> the that look. face, that little delightful little face. And I tell you what, I love as well is that guy. I don't know who what his name is now, but he's the guy who sort of takes the piss out of him when he sees him in the wheelchair because he he meets yeah. him when he's out of the wheelchair. He meets Roy when he's out of the wheelchair, and then he sees Roy in the wheelchair later and starts doing this Irish accent, going oh. My legs don't work. I like it when um, what's the other one's name? I've forgotten. Moss. Oh, Moss. When he's behind the bar. <laughs> yeah. Jen, Jen's face is just like, okay. <laughs> it's, I mean, the last episode I I really enjoyed when I watched the last episode that when Noel Fielding came back and that was hilarious. Yeah. But I just love it. That's the internet, Jen. <laughs> Everything about that show is I watched the episode the other day because my mum's never really seen it before. So I put on, um, obviously, uh, gay, a gay musical. And um, what's that one called? Is it Workouting? I think that's what that one's called. Yeah. And then uh, I can't remember the name of the other episode, but it was the one where Roy gets obsessed with his girlfriend's parents who apparently died in a fire at a sea park. <laughs> and he's like, a fire at a sea park. There's water everywhere. He's just going mental, like building sea parks that have matches. And he's like, look how long this is taking to get into flames and it's made of matches <laughs> it just gets really cross you can't understand it honestly uh, oh my, see my my friend steve he works in it and he loves the it crowd he knows the fire number you know the phone number to oh, call yeah. the fire service <laughs> he, he knows it I, it's astounding most people just know 999 <laughs> he knows that long-winded thing my new favourite thing is to just shout, shut the fridge all the time now. Shut the fridge. Anyway. Yes. Ramble McRamble Fest times. Yes. Uh, probably about time we did a toodles. It really is, isn't it? It's getting on. If you want people to internet stalk you, where where can they find you, Jim? They can uh, they can find me on, on, on the Twitter, on that there Twitter. Twi- um at Angel J Five, I think I am. You are indeed. I am. I'm on that. I ha- I'm about to start writing a blog, a film blog, but I can't remember the the web address. But I'll because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually written my first proper post yet. But once I do that, I'll be linkerific through my Twitter, and uh, and hopefully people enjoy it. Just just writing about my favourite films and favourite film stars and the history and all that kind of boring but fun, interesting, nerdy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't call him boring it's not boring if you really i hope that if you really enjoy film as much as i do especially golden age hollywood you'll like some of the stuff that i hope to write about so yes. i'll keep you posted jolly good well i've got a hair up my nose <laughs> <laughs> uh, well at least it's up your nose <laughs> I'm completely irrelevant um <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, heavens to Betsy. If you want to talk to me on the internet, you can Twitter me. I am at Stace Bob T. And uh, I'm also at Stace Bob T on Instagram. If you want to look at photographs of the things that I eat and the places that I go and the stuff that I want that I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly what my Instagram is filled with. You can also send me an email, stacysparlor at gmail.com. Also, you can go and buy a shirt, what has got my face on it, from spcp.spreadshirt.co.uk. And I think that's it. 
might potentially have some news maybe next month or perhaps the month after in regards to an award (sighs) drama but it's probably not gonna happen which is why i don't want to mention it right now (laughs) the long and short of it is that i have submitted my podcast to a panel and so yeah maybe maybe fingers toes and everything in between probably not in my typically british self-deprecating fashion i'm like like, they won't even listen to it they'll switch it on and be like fuck's this noise turn it off again and then go nah love sorry but you know i don't maybe i don't know Fingers crossed, like you never I, know. I don't know what the competition is like. You see, if I knew what everybody else is like, um, but yeah, so perhaps that's a thing. But I'm not announcing it right now because it's not really a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yet a thing. It may be a thing. Oh, when you know, in November time, look out for for us because we're potentially going to be dressed up like Agent Carter and oh yeah, that and Dottie. If anybody can get me a flipping Stetson Stratoliner red hat, right? I'm not kidding. I found it on two websites. One of which is the official Stetson website, on which it is very expensive and also sold out. And one of which is another website where people make the replica hats. Mm-hmm. But because of that, not only is it super expensive, but they also have to ship it in a massive hat box. <laughs> the cheap cheapest shipping from the US where it is made to my house is $63 oh, uh, which is too much money on top of the actual cost of the hat so if anybody Hayley Atwell if you're listening if you'd like to <laughs> if you'd like to donate a hat to me <laughs> we'd much appreciate or just okay. you know just donate your time to come and talk to us <laughs> well you know there's there's definitely that but yeah. I mean I'll settle for a hat Hat would be because, good. because I think if I turn up to the con and I'm not wearing the hat, I'll just be a bird in a forty suit. So. Yeah. <laughs> See, I need I need you to have the hat because otherwise I'm just some bird with curly blonde hair dressed up in forties gear with possibly a large baseball bat in hand. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah, we will um, we will both just look like crazy people from the past. I'll make sure to carry a tennis ball with me so that the police don't stop me. So what are you carrying about for, madam? Well, see, this was the other thing as well, is that I thought, like, could I potentially... Because Agent Carter kind of needs a gun. Am yeah. I allowed into a con with a fake gun? Possibly, like, if if we make it obvious, it's fake. Because that's the thing. I think if you walk into a into a con with, like, a stormtrooper styly ray gun, they're going to know that's not a real thing because ray guns aren't a real thing. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the technology yet. But, yeah, if I walk in with, like, what looks like a tiny revolver in my tiny purse... Like... <laughs> Well, I have got one, but it's like bright blue, mm-hmm. so you can use that. <laughs> they won't mistake that for a gun. I think it's got an orange. But uh, I still definitely need the hat, though. Need the hat. Need the hat. You know, somebody went... donate me a hat. <laughs> I have to say, though, in reference to weapons and cons, when I went to a London con and I was on the train, they wouldn't stop the train at a platform because someone looked like they were carrying a sword. <laughs> 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 Oh, and it was dear. a cos- it was a cosplay. Oh, no. <laughs> they weren't too certain, so for public safety, they did not stop the train or let anyone off. <laughs> I bet commuters were pissed. I don't think they were happy. No, yeah. they might have let people off, but not on. I can't remember, but yeah, that was fun times. Oh dear. But there you go. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. somebody get me that hat. Thanks. Get the hat. <laughs> that should be the hashtag for the show. <laughs> get that get hat. the hat. Yeah. Get that hat. Get it's that. a really good hat. I think I think it'd suit me. Yeah, it would. Anyway, I really yeah. need to go. I'm just literally rambling. So, have a lovely month. <laughs> <laughs> 
enjoy the rest of your life in this month, like. Uh, don't die before my next don't die. episode, yeah. See, see you on the flip-flop. <laughs> Bye. But I can't, I can't, I can't Tonight we'll scratch each other's face